hand into the fire. Run. Run! Hello and welcome to episode 27 of Out of the Frying Pan, a Middle-Earth strategy battle game podcast. I wish it even have happened in my time, said Frodo. So do I, said Gandalf, and so do all who live to see such times. But that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. And for most people, it's been paint <laughs> in, in, in exactly. 2020. Never, uh, never do a couple of phrases from a, a relevant, uh, a relevant book to this podcast um, make more sense in the current climate, I think. But or sum up last year quite as well. But um, it is the first show of uh, 2021 for us. Um, a little bit later than we sort of originally planned um so apologies for those people who are who have been waiting i know we've had a few messages of people asking when the show would next show would be out um life's just a little bit busy at the moment with um with the current lockdown with it's my fault basically homeschooling um causes delays in my work which means i'm working a lot of evenings to make time up and uh, and just that takes away my free time to to record podcasts with dan um but anyway probably mention a little bit more about that later when we get into many meetings but well, what's we got coming up on the show dan do you want to say what we got coming up on the show rather than me rabbit on like i always do well first of all we'll go into many meetings and we'll talk about what we've been up to since the last uh issue that we put out which was uh december of 2020 uh, as well as a few sort of general announcements and we've got the main section which is the hobby bingo both 2020 and looking forward to 2021 uh, then we have a uh, heroic guest match, which is a bit of a departure <laughs> on uh, the normal heroic death match. We'll come to that in a bit, and then we'll meet again for the close down. Absolutely, we were certainly well. Right, so we'll take a very very short break, and we'll be back with many meetings. Incom Gaming, the new centre for tabletop wargaming in Gloucestershire. Visit incomgaming.co.uk for great savings on pre-orders and all your hobby needs. We stock many gaming systems and hobby accessories and can ship to anywhere in the UK. Market-leading gaming mats from gamemats.eu. Visit the store and check out how to turn your tabletop into a battlefield. Incom Gaming is based in the centre of Cheltenham and offers tables and scenery for casual and organised play with a fully licensed bar. Check out our events page for upcoming events where everyone is welcome. Visit incomgaming.co.uk Incom Gaming. Come game, shop, drink. And we're here for many meetings. It's been a while, hasn't it? Dan and I haven't had much chance to speak to each other recently. Even over Messenger, it's been a lot less than than, than normal um, the last sort of two or three weeks or so. Um, so it's going to, I've been really looking forward to this. And this is postponed as well. We, we are recording on Sunday, the 24th of Jam. Um, I think normally we would have recorded probably around the the week that ended, what, the, the 8th or 9th or something like that, ready to get a show out around the middle of the month. Um, and then that didn't happen. And then we were supposed to record last Thursday and that couldn't happen either. So it's um, all my fault as well. None of this is down. Um, but we find ourselves Oops. here <laughs> recording. <laughs> um, and, yeah, it's good to be doing it because I'm looking forward to just, just talking hobby. I haven't had much chance to do that recently. Um, so how have you been, Dan? Yeah. Uh, come on, it's, it's, it's weird because obviously it's such a lot 
longer than normal. It's, so much stuff has happened in that time. There was a Christmas. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> Boris told me I couldn't have a Christmas, so I didn't have a Christmas. But, you know, it was roughly Christmas-shaped and I ate stuff, so I suppose it's <laughs> you know much the same thing. Um, yeah, and then uh, New Year's. But Boris said we couldn't have a New Year's, so I didn't have a New Year's. And then, uh, have kids, yeah, mate. January you're ground you're... on as it, as it has been for most people, I think, with uh, <laughs> regular sunny intervals of uh, work, sleep, and not a lot else. And uh, yes, here we are. Have kids, you don't get New Year's anymore, anyway, then, um, unless you've got some family members you can sort of um, leave them with. Emma and I haven't had proper New Year's since I get to the point now, I'll get to the age when I think, oh. Can't be bothered anyway. I wouldn't want to go. The thought of going into town for a new year now used to be the most exciting, exciting thing when I was younger, especially in my twenties. I would always get geared up for New Year, and it was always a rip off because you go to the same club that you normally do, but it cost you three times more. All <laughs> the drinks would cost more that night, and you get home thinking, "Hang on a minute." Um, but I don't miss those don't miss those days as much as I do some of my other freedoms. Um, anyway, so before we crack into talking about ourselves we've got we've, we've got bits of news and things to cover um so we thought we sort of just worked through the massive list we've got because we haven't got together and talked first thing i wanted to mention actually i just wanted to give a quick congratulations to charles lynn so he's heroic highlights on instagram he's the co-host of um well, one of the hosts of the into the west podcast um and he got second place he got silver for armies on parade for his fantastic um helms deep exploding wall um board and it's it's amazing and i wanted to give him a shout out because hobby style of things doesn't always get shouted out that much um i don't think that um middle earth gets as, as well represented as as it should do uh, on armies of parade and i think because of the the format this year um, where it was being judged obviously remotely by by people at head office that, that maybe things that that uh, should not have been missed in previous years got more chance to be looked at um, and I think it's just sometimes in stores you've got to get past that first hurdle haven't you of um, the clientele there voting for you and if it's a very 40k centric or AOS centric GW store you might sometimes get missed regardless of how good your 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 entry is um, and I think that maybe opened it up a little bit more and got some different systems noticed but um yeah just really cool to see it so i'll follow him on instagram anyway it's um he does a lot of really cool little mini dioramas and stuff and his painting's great um so congrats it's really really cool to, when it when it came up on the, uh, the the announcements on on walcom i thought fantastic it's great to see um middle earth sbg represented um um, and then the next thing I'll pass over to Dan really because Dan was the one that did the did the, the review for this so you can talk about what, what, what you did with that yeah I uh, put my face on the internet which is always a daunting prospect for anyone um, SPG issue 10 did uh, arrive um, we were lucky enough to receive some early copies so uh, thank you once again to uh, Tom and Damien for that one uh, and I was able to review that uh, and put it on YouTube as a video for everyone to have a look at so um anyone who's not seen that please do pop over to uh sister youtube channel and it's on there and i went through spg issue 10 which was uh Pelinor fields especially return of the king issue sales their 10th so it's you know kind of special to them and I suppose to the rest of us as well um i won't spoil too much by going through it again now i imagine people are sick to death of hearing me talk about it but uh yeah well worth a well worth a look um we'll put uh the links etc to that in the uh sort of show blurb 
and also the uh, email address for you to be able to get hold of uh, either Damien or Tom to get your own copy if you'd like one. Yes. But, uh, yeah, basically, uh, long story short, really, really good uh, fanzine produced by some very passionate people within the community. If you haven't seen it, please give it a look. And uh, I would say it's uh, well worth your hard earned. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I've um, I uh, you got yours a few days before for me. I was I was very jealous of your postman who seemed to have delivered yours very very quickly. But um, it made sense. It made worked out that way because I was busy and you had a chance to do the the review and you were, you were going to do it anyway. But yeah, thanks for uh, Damien and Tom for letting us have a slightly early access. I know a lot of people have ordered them and they will be receiving them. I don't know from maybe from the end of this month onwards. I know that. Uh, Damien's I've kind seen a few of pop up already. Yeah, a few people have had them. I know Damien's gossip it's harder to at the moment we're in full lockdown in the UK and and, and I think Damien's actually bunkered down in a in a bubble with his his parents. Um and they're looking after his his um his little and while they work. So I don't think he can kind of go out into the world and and, and, and mix yet. So I don't know. I think he's gonna do another post run at the end of the month. But I know people of all of them will be receiving them fairly soon in the next in the next few weeks or so and uh, we'll be excited to read it because um it's it's awesome. It's really really they're all cool. I've got them all and I think they're brilliant and we've we've talked about them a lot I suppose um, right then the next bit of news um, there was a bit of a tease wasn't there so before oh I haven't even put one bit in so just before Christmas Christmas Eve didn't we have a we had a, a, a tree-ish announcement didn't we which I haven't yes. put on the channel so um, we had uh, poor old Steve thought he was going to win a bet and um and he he, uh, he didn't. But Forge World have announced. Um, well, not announced. They sent us put a picture out. It's Quick Beam, wasn't it? I've got the right one. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, awesome looking resin miniature. We've all been trying to guess the price, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But um, if you if you've been living under a rock and um, haven't seen those pictures, I'd head over to Warcom. I think I put it on our. Pretty sure I'd have put shared it up on our page when it came out, or well, someone would have. Um, so you can look on our Facebook page as well. But very, very excited about that. So um, I've got I've got some vouchers um, from from Christmas sitting in my accounts, waiting for those releases when they um, <laughs> when they eventually hit. Um, so those those will be cool. And then we had, there was a tease, wasn't there? Some silhouettes, which everyone has assumed is, is Easterlings. Cause because they look like Easterlings. Yeah, because they look like Easterlings. Um, you never know. They might, they might have completely tricked us. But um, Two hobbits very carefully arranged <laughs> on each other's shoulders. Yes, of course. Wearing funny trying Easterling hats on or something like that. Um, but, um, yeah, that would be interesting. I'm not, um, I'm not super knowledgeable with Easterlings, to be honest with you. So my kind of interest in it was kind of mm, interesting. That would be cool. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know what what people expect them to be. I'm doing a commission at the moment with a mixed SPG commission, and I've got some Easterlings that I've I've been painting um, for that. And I know the client was like, oh, "I hope it's this or that," and that's because they know their faction. I just you know didn't even spring to mind what it could be because I didn't know what their faction was missing or due or what they didn't have dismounts for and all the rest. So I'm not going to kind of speculate too much. Um, I'm sure the people that are fans of that army will will have an idea. Um, hopefully, it's just a couple of characters. That would be a cool a cool thing, and it's nice because they. 
they really seem to when you add characters with new special rules they really sort of change the meta a little bit don't they and they add a little bit more flavor to factions rather than just like a, a dismount model or something like that but um we will see um unless you've yeah. got any um unless you've got any ideas or spoke to anyone about it Dan. i'm, I'm skipping past no, you assuming you haven't i'm but. just interested to see what it portends mm-hmm. more than anything else i'm not so much bothered about the models i'm sure they'll be lovely of course mm-hmm. yeah but what book will they live in yes yeah what what, what does it was it say for the future well, we can safely say it won't be Last Alliance, so there might be a few people crying There's a lot of people that are, are, are still adamant that that's going to be the next book every time. I, I'm sure, I suppose by If the... it is, and I say this on the podcast to note of record, <laughs> if it is the next book that is released, I will eat my hat. Have you got a hat? Oh, I have. I have. A, I have a beanie hat. It's a. It's a grey one. I think it's a. I can't remember what it is. Maybe Jack and Jones one or something. I will eat it. <laughs> I won't even have sauce. I, I think most people are coming to terms with that. Might not be. I suppose though, if you keep saying it, eventually it will be true because there's, there's more oh, and more no. books come out that will come around eventually. I'm sure. Um, well, or yeah, broken uh, clocks right twice a day, isn't it? Or it, or it doesn't, and uh, and it vanishly <laughs> flight or get the get the license of the new uh, show, <laughs> and they're the ones that bring it out. Um, but. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, though, we'll be interested to see what what if they're related to uh, the next book um, and what that book will be. Um, I think there's been a few interesting uh, guesses, haven't there? Um, and Harry well, said something about what did Harry say? I don't know if it was in our chat or even on his show. I think it might have been in the Patreon chat for battle streams about war, uh, defensive airborne. Yeah. Yeah, which obviously is a period of history that's not been widely covered for War of the Ring. Um, you know that area of the world. Yeah, it was covered in obviously the broader um, background by Tolkien saying that uh, the Easterlings did attack Erebor. Um, which would be cool to be honest with you, and it's not. It's something that's been talked about before. As as people have, when people get asked what they want, and you get those kind of threads, um, it's probably it's always Last Alliance because people seem to want that but you'll always be a few people that pop up and say it'd be really cool if they covered this at some point um so yeah i'd, I'd be I'd well be down it's for that old, if they did. the old dane wouldn't it so that would be the potential of bringing the iron hills into the mm-hmm. um or the ring era yeah you know, properly which obviously i'd find quite exciting yeah so we we'll both see. have iron hills armies so that would be cool but anyway that's just pure, mm. pure speculation who knows um wish listing why not <laughs> I'm at a stage, like I think I said many times, I'm at a stage where we've had so much book-wise and I haven't covered it all. Um, I'm, just, you know, I'm still building, going back and building armies now from, from um, War in Rohan and Gondor War that I don't mind what's next. Um, I, something that I don't want to do wouldn't, be, wouldn't bother me either. I'd buy the book, that's for sure. But if it was something I didn't feel like, oh my God, I've got to do that army now, that, that would be quite good as well. And I quite like that in some ways. <laughs> Um, it would be, you know, if it was, there are certain factions that I just don't really have any immediate kind of intention to do. Even if they drop a really nice character model to go with them, I don't think it would swing it for me. Um, so something that I already have armies for that I can just add a new character, great, tick, brilliant, I'll do that. But if it's something, I'd also be quite happy with something that's, you know, just covers armies. I've got no real kind of need or interest in for the short term because it feels it feels like I've got more time then to catch up on older projects. Um especially at the moment when I'm not painting anything. Little little uh, little spoiler for later. Um 
So what else have there been? So we had some new stuff go back on permanent, didn't we? Permanent, um, um, that's permanent stock items that sold out very quickly, um, but they're only out of stock because they sold out of the current stock levels in in, in the warehouse. Um, I'm trying to remember what they are off the top of my head. I might actually open up the Games Workshop website as we speak. Um, well, you had the mounted ring wraiths they, uh, they yeah. went back on. and Wasn't it the shades and the barrel whites? Yeah, Not that them. makes sense. Um, uh, what else was there? They might still be on the um, the new releases or the... Um, so there's Hal Deer and, um, and March Warden of Lothlorien. Was that on that one or was it on the new one? I can't forget oh, which is on It's which. hard to remember. The, yeah, the new releases rather than pre-orders. Yeah, so and they're all temporarily out of stock. So we've got Deathmar, Deathmar Spectres, Dead Marsh Spectres, if I could speak. Obviously, we need those. A lot of these are quest-related things, aren't they? Quest and Ringbearer-related stuff as well. But Dead Marsh Spectres and Barrowites are things that, that probably people have needed for quite a while and fetch a hefty price on um, eBay. And then there's the... It's the um, Howl Deer and the, in his pyjamas, basically. Um, so that's not been available for a while. Gildor, which is... He's covered in one of the... Um, um, scenarios as well, um, and he and Glorfindor foot mounted. That's a three pack, so you got the Gildor tacked in with those. They're obviously, the three packs of the Metal Black Riders, I've ended up picking all of those up anyway via eBay. Um, not for too much more, actually. I probably they probably averaged about 13 14 quid. I paid for them, so I've obviously paid over the odds, but I would have missed them again now, I think, anyway, because I would have wanted three. Um, you'll end up one extra as well so um, so I'm not too unhappy with my eBay purchasing in the autumn and then Frodo Baggins and Samwise Gamgee and Gollum and that's the um, the oh, Mount Doom one that's the Mount Doom yeah the, the yeah. staggering around tired and not dropping the ring over, over the edge that's really cool I love that I'm surprised that was a my, I'm surprised that's been put on as a main menu a main menu god I used to work with restaurant businesses a few years ago, can't you? Um, you can tell that's. Uh, I, I'm surprised that that's gone on as a, a as not being a, a made to order rather than mm, being put back on things. Yeah, just because it's the non-standard. They seem like non-standard things, rather the others are all things I'd say you need in army lists, so to speak, or could use in army lists. Um, but they're called cool anyway. Very very cool. Um, and then um, this Saturday, so yesterday. Um, we had some pre-orders, um, which were originally going to, and it won't go to the pre-orders page, come on, website, um, which were originally going to be limited release, weren't they, like, like the converted made-to-order from, was it November or December in the end? November, wasn't it? Oh, yes. Remember. So this was going to be a limited release in place of what would have been a made-to-order, I believe, um, just because of the amount of stock levels and the pressures on the at the casting facility at the moment because of COVID and it being need to be socially distanced, I'm assuming, and the fact that they haven't been able to finish building their new facility yet because of COVID, funnily enough. Um, um, but they um, they sort of announced a couple of days out that they were going to be made to order, and I think it was just because things sold out so quickly for the those new releases, and the community was a little bit angsty about and a little bit concerned they wouldn't be able to get the things they needed. So it was really really cool. Whoever did the work <laughs> behind the scenes on that, well done. Um, yeah, I, I think at this point it'd be quite good to turn around to uh, the you know the Middle Earth team, not just the rules writers, but you got you know Rob. Mm. And uh, the sculptors and indeed uh, Sophie, who uh, does all of your 
you know, forecasting for that, who've stepped up to the plate in difficult circumstances and turned stuff around. So, you know, fair play to them. Thank yeah. you very much, guys. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's been really hard for them to to forecast some of those those things. I mean, but even outside of the forecasting of it, and it is, they just could only be able to produce for certain uh, so many models, haven't they? <laughs> Regardless, yeah. it's just I mean, forecasting the dark art, and I'd, those forecasts would have probably been made against them being released alongside the book originally. Yeah, you know, people have had it's time true. to sit and stew on what they want, mm-hmm. so they've planned what they want. So things have sold much faster than they probably would have otherwise. So, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's I think, a massively yeah. valid point. So I say a mixture of that and just the, the general capacity thing, because you can only make so much is this one yeah. of the other reasons people got far too, again, surprisingly enough, got far too angry over. Um, that that is the only reason I was a little bit disappointed they went to MTO, because I hate it when people are very, um, not positively vocal, they're negatively vocal. Uh-huh. Get what they want because it reinforces their behaviour. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm glad for the community that they're going to be able to get everything they want. But part of me doesn't want any of those people who are out of order. Some of those, to be honest. Some I, of the I doubt that's why they. I doubt that's why they did it. Oh, of course they didn't. But I hate I, I for think those it people was to just think that's the way was, they should behave. They would have wanted to do mate. I, I'm assuming a massive assumption that it was always planned to be a made to order because that's the business model they followed. It was reduced to limited because of the capacity issues. They saw what happened last time with it and how quickly some of it sold out. And they're just genuinely thinking, well, we need to do it limited. And then it got to the point, well, I imagine they had meetings and said, can we make this work? Because if we can, we, we really want to, because we don't want people to be disappointed again. I imagine that's the, that's what it really is. They don't want, yeah. it just shows, they don't want to be disappointed. They're not trying to market via not having much stocking. Um, I know I a lot of people, people think they are. And that's, I'm pretty confident that's not what they're doing with their business model. But people have to get angry about stuff, don't they? So, um, I, do, I just hope no one whinges if anything that says standard stock item goes out of sale for the next 120 days, because obviously anything they do for made to order is going to impact their normal stock production. Mm-hmm. So nobody's allowed to moan if something goes out of stock for the next 120 days. You heard it here. <laughs> people go. People moan There's about no anything. Excuse. People will moan about it. I've um, been looking. So this is a different game system, different games company completely. And um, Warlord Games have, have just brought are bringing out this this new um, American Civil War um, epic. They've called it Epic Scale System, and the miniatures don't fit into any of the standard historical wargaming scales. So it's nearly fifteen mil, but um, not but bigger than ten mil. And half the comments from the grognards of the historical wargaming. Uh, community are how dare warlord bring something out that's actually its real scale is 13 and a half mil all they're trying to do is corner their own market and stop and make sure that people can't use other manufacturers miniatures in their game don't buy it then you don't have to buy it <laughs> it's like, and it's just it, you, every system you go to every hobby there will be those kind of people and we're just very lucky with middle earth that it's it's a lot quieter from those kind of people than it, than it is from others anyway Back to back to Middle Earth. So what what went made to order this week? So you can get the whole collection. Blah blah blah. Some people I'm sure will have gone for those. Arwen with Frodo mounted. Um, I ordered that just because I love the model. Really, I'm never going to use it much. We might use it for a scenario. Mounted Witch King, who I definitely needed. That was the one I was slightly nervous about before it went made to order. I had my alarm set um, to go and try and get that because I need that to finish my finish my nine my mounted nine off. Um, then Frodo and Sam in Orkama, which I love. Those models but i just couldn't justify just picking them up for um just for a painting job at some point in the future maybe i'll grab them hello dan and now we're here unarmored 
I grabbed those because um, I like the models and I thought I might need, want them at some point in an army list. Mirin and Dra, I've already got, but um, I know a lot of people will pick those up. I've, um, we had a question on the group the other day about what, what army list that could be used in because they're wanderers in the wild, but they, they're iron hills, aren't they? So they you, they don't work where people think they would because they don't match the, the aesthetics of the modern iron hills. And then you've got two cave trolls, one with a chain and spear, one with a chain and hammer. And lovely old sculpts, those. I, I got the metal one with a hammer, and I've got a plastic one as well, so I didn't as much as they were nice, but the, your basket starts getting quite pricey when you're adding too much stuff. Same with Galadriel, um, Protectress of Lothlorien, that's the one when she sort of changes colour, isn't it? It goes all blue. Yeah. And so, um, that's um, a lovely sculpt, but I have a Galadriel sculpt. Um, that will have to do me. Um, I can't kind of treat myself too much. Mordor Captains, really nice metal ones for for people who uh, want some standard ones. Curdan, um, I I picked him up just because I didn't on the last time he was on made to order, and I don't know when he'll come round again. I think I missed him the first. I didn't miss him. I didn't think I'd ever need him, um, and I don't right now. But he's something that's kind of comes up in army lists that I might want to use at some point. And because he only swings round once, you know, once a year or something, once every eighteen months, I thought it would be silly to miss him. Um, and then ambush Ammon Hen, which is really cool, but. Uh, yeah, I just I, I don't really I'd 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 love the two hobbits being carried, and I quite like that Lurt sculpt, and the others are nice, but I wouldn't use them necessarily in games or something. So uh, forty eight pounds, which is bargain for it, but I still just thought no, I can't, I can't. So I was quite good actually. Didn't didn't get too too much. Did you get anything in the end or? Uh, I I roundabout was kind of bullied into um pos- positively and very affectionately bullied into the. <laughs> Frodo and Sam in Orkarma. Ah, you'll you'll do a lovely we, job with those. I'm going to paint them as a small little diorama. I think there's a, you know, obviously it's inscribed heavily in the book, and there's a definitely a scene in the extended where they're sort of trotting down a road together. Yeah, in Mordor, awesome. and I'm just going to kind of do that. I think, and you know, have some, you know, get the green stuff out and um, create some sort of walk shanty bits around them and stuff like that. And I'm going to do it as a little diorama, a little vignette or something. Yeah, but that that was it. I, I don't like the mirror and draw models at all um never have done i certainly don't want to add them to my own hills because they're like a larder in a big arm before the bugatti Bay runs they really are they're just such awful sculpts by comparison to the forge world stuff <laughs> so i've got no no interest whatsoever about it, to add those to my army i do have plans eventually to convert my own yeah yeah because well, they don't exist as a you know they're not in the books in terms of um artwork they're not in any of the movies, so no one really knows what they look like. So as long as they're entirely representative of what they are, I'm kind of go for broke on that one. So I'm going to mix up some Erebor bits and, uh, you know, Army of Thrall and bits of Iron Hills bits I've got spare and get the green stuff out. And I'm going to if I can make that a project for this year because in the Patreon chat, uh, uh, Matt of uh, uh, Generation Shift fame has been, you know, talking about sculpting and saying, you know, okay, go give it a go, you can do it. So I think that's going to be my uh, master a new skill this year. I'm going to sculpt my own Murin and draw. Cool. Or sculpt them in, in, in entirety, but I'm going to make that my thing this year. That'll be a really fun little project, to be honest with you. I'd like to do. I, I keep thinking of little things like that, and then I, I'm just overtaken by the volume of my goals. My goals like I've got goals to have whole armies. Uh, I want poor people go by going on and on and listening to them because I've done it many times on the show but I'm still writing that kind of really want to own 
fairly sizable playable armies of, of most of these core factions that appeared in the film and um I'm kind of looking forward to when I've done all of those things so I can kind of go, right, I'm now going to do something, done something cool like that. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to see what you do there because that will be cool. Because uh, they're lovely models, but they yeah, they don't also don't fit the aesthetic. But does it matter? I don't know. Um, I haven't painted mine. Um, when I've I think finished. it matters in general, it just matters to me. Yeah. I'm a bit of anal yeah, retentive. Yeah, yeah I, you know, in some ways, yes, they can be different because they are travelling, so they're going to wear some different stuff. But it'd be nice if some elements of it retained you know a bit bit you recognize uh, when i paint mine we'll see you never know i might just swap out the shield for a, an iron heel shield or something like that i might just you know even if i kind of convert it cut down or something like that because it's traveling what's a bit lighter and smaller i don't know but um they're cool i might paint them when i paint those last bits of iron hills i've got um, see i've got a spare shield for that already i've already scraped it clean of the bore and everything so oh, to retain all the shape and then i'm going to sculpt the uh he's got a raven on the front of it Yes, yes. So that's going to get sculpted on and uh, nice. bits and pieces. Very nice, very nice. No, but positive stuff anyway. Real good call to make it made to all. I'm glad they were able to because, you know, if they if they didn't do it, I wouldn't have been mad with them because I would have known it's because they couldn't. So I'm glad they were able to do that. And, um, and, and yeah, people should be fairly happy. And we've got lots of, lots of things to be excited about now. We know we've got a couple of trees on the way and we know we look like we've got some Easterlings, but we don't really know what else is, is, is coming. Um, so we'll, be, we'll have some nice surprises this year, no doubt. Um, where are we up to next? So the Amazon um, series had a bit of an announcement. I won't go on about it for too long. Um, and we just opened up the page for this. Um, they actually had an official um, sort of sort of mini show, synopsis, yeah, mini show synopsis. Because for a long time, there's been a lot of kind of chatter around what it's going to be, and the original rumours were about young Aragorn. We knew that kind of changed when they started putting out, set up their Facebook page and their Twitter account, and we knew it was going to be second age kind of stuff. Um, but it's it's kind of they've put out this little blurb which doesn't tell you an awful lot but gives you a little idea. Um so it says Amazon Studios forthcoming series begin brings to screen for the very first time the heroic legends of the fabled second age of Middle Earth's history. This epic drama is set thousands of years before the events of J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and will take viewers back to an era in which great powers were forged, kingdoms rose to glory and fell to ruin. Unlikely heroes will be tested. Hope um, hung by the finest of threads and the greatest villain that ever ever flowed from Tolkien's pen threatened to cover all the world in darkness. Beginning in a time of relative peace, the series follows an ensemble cast of characters both familiar and new as they confront a long-feared re-emergence of evil to Middle-earth. From the darkest depths of the Misty Mountains to the majestic forests of Elf capital of Linden to the breathtaking island of Kingdom of Numenor to the furthest reaches of the map, these kingdoms and characters will carve out legacies that live on long after they have gone. So, it's kind of what everyone was expecting um, in terms of uh, setting um, from the maps, um, anyone that, that kind of knew their Tolkien stuff. Um, but um, that's kind of confirmed it, really. Uh, I think it was announced one day and it was still not official and then it was confirmed the next day by um, by the, the filmmakers that that was the official official synopsis. Um, let me just say, they mentioned something else here about, I think, that. Amazon is currently planned as a minimum five season series with eight to ten episodes per season. Filming begins this month 
uh, on back-to-back seasons one and two in New Zealand, while the showrunners are new to Hollywood with nothing new in the production resumes. Um, fabulous J. A. Bayona was hired to direct a two-part pilot and set the tone for the entire series to come. So we heard all about them already filming stuff, and now they're talking about filming seasons one and two back-to-back. So it looks like that that J. A. Bayona has, has, has done a, a, a two-part pilot. Um, and that will be the first thing we see. And I think that, I don't know if you've heard about this, Dan, but I think they've got to release something this year. Um, otherwise, that kind of messes up their license. Um, <laughs> because I think they have to have to have released, because they bought the license to do something, but I think they actually, actually had to put something out this year. Um, or they that would go wrong. Whether they got that extended because of COVID, I don't know, but I think the plan was... I think they have to put a show out, or that license has to be repaid for, or something or other, something weird in the, um, the small print. So that would work then if they've done a two-part pilot. Maybe we'll see that um, at some point later in the year, and then we'll have another year to wait before the series kicks off as normal. So that's going to be interesting. Um, be interesting to see how it works with all the different directors. Obviously, that's that's the the current thing, and that's the the trend, isn't it, with these kind of series now? Um, you see it with like Mandalorian, haven't you? It's a different director every single show. Well, every single episode. These epics have. I mean, Sopranos were doing it back in two thousand. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, it's because we're as Tolkien fans, I suppose we we look at it differently, and we look to the control that 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 Peter Jackson had over those six films, maybe less control in the Hobbit ones than he wanted, but he did have a lot of control. Um, and now we're looking at something that when it's going to be different directors each time and things. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with it and how it works. And, um, but I'm looking forward to that pilot. Um, and hopefully the pilot is, it, it could go two ways, couldn't it? It could, could be amazing, but then the series don't quite live up to it. The pilot could be a little bit sketchy and get lots of um, get lots of grief, but then the then but then the series come along and they'd be 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 better. It'd be really interesting to see how it goes and whether the the continuity is kept between the pilot and then the, the seasons as they as they come on. But um, yeah. I'm still it's hopeful. Kind of a field it'll of be dreams, good. though, for a lot of directors, the idea of working on middle earth. You know, mm. you, you can end up with some amazing people working. Some of the people who normally do sort of feature films yeah because of the pedigree of Tolkien they might sort of stoop a little and maybe do a bit of tv imagine people like Ron Howard uh-huh. you know uh Taika Waititi people like that doing uh, I think you know, I mean, fantastic. I did other I, things. I, my only concern again is is that it goes on too long um I, I you know I'm sure it'll be different but it's that walking dead syndrome where you know you get, is it still going for a start? You know, I, I can remember getting up to sort of series six or seven, and just they weren't very good by then. Um, and I always thought it sucked. Yeah, I like I really liked the first couple of se- seasons. The first season was pretty good actually, and I just felt it slowly got worse. Um, and that the pacing worked as a comic me. book, but I was used to call it the Waiting Dead because it's just <laughs> so much filler. Well, that's that the, that's the thing, and it got. The, the longer it goes on, the more you're just rehatching the same, the same kind of things in a different setting each time, and that would be my concern. I'm sure that that wouldn't work quite the same way, but I, I hope that it's a bit more. There's a plan to it. I suppose with Game of Thrones, they were waiting on a book that's probably is it still not released? That book, yeah, I don't, I don't. I've Winter not Winter's it. not yeah. dropped yet. So, though. so that they ten were, years. They were they were working to 
a set number of books that were planned, even though they weren't all, all out, so you knew you'd, where you'd get to at the end, whereas it, it would worry me if they don't have an end point planned. I Hopefully that's all mapped out. I'd, I'd hate it become start really well and become wishy-washy. I'd rather, it says minimum five, I'd rather it was five, five seasons and there was a, a planned out story arc for all of those five seasons and that was it, because I think... Um, unless cool. they bounce the timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you know a couple of seasons and then they jump two hundred years or something, that would completely work. new cast, I suppose, couldn't you? So you, so yeah, you could, you could Mercury do all detective. kinds of different things. Yes, it did actually. It did, did. Um, but again, they weren't. Two Detective series two was good, but it wasn't as good as one, was it? <laughs> no, but it did prove that Colin Farrell could act, so it was worth it for that alone. <laughs> it's true. I love the first one. It was brilliant. Second one was so good. That was perfect, it, telly. It, it was perfect, telly. Amazing. If you haven't, if, if you're listening to this and you haven't watched it, go and watch it. It's brilliant. Um, but anyway, but I, after you finish listening to this, after, after. afterwards, yeah, obviously, obviously. <laughs> um, but anyway, I just thought we'd mention it because it's the first proper. Pro- we've we've kind of talked about it a little bit, mainly linked to what might happen with the game, but we've not actually talked about any of the news i've purposely avoided it really because you could talk about it every single week with um the wondering.net and all of its kind of almost clickbaity stuff that it has on there um but i've largely been ignoring it yeah me too because i just don't think there's any point in in talking about it too much until you know and that was the first official thing so i thought well at least we can confirm um and i'm sure again people listening to this know that kind of stuff but if you haven't then there you go there's some news for you um i'll start getting excited when the trailer drops i think that'll be it for me yeah well i i i, I don't know what when it's going to come out but i'm i'm pretty sure and this is from listening to another podcast i'm pretty sure that uh, they have to get something out this year um to do with the license the license meant they had to produce the first show um and then that keeps it going so the license goes on for years but if they didn't actually release anything i think it got rescinded or something who knows what's happened in the background since then especially because of covid because i think we would have had them already by now i think that was the original plan um but also we knew filming was slowed down so but if it says that they've already shot the two-part um we're so we're hoping there may be two hours worth of um um initial kind of pilot thing um that could be really cool and at some point we've got some hope there if it's already shot and that's been edited at some point this year we could have two episodes of of this which would be incredible uh really really incredible but yeah, we will see or it could you be wait. absolutely no, joe, awful <laughs> joe, joe pasquale is sour well i think we know that we know that we know who the cast are don't we um we don't know what parts they're playing i think there's a couple of being i can't remember the names off the top of my head the, there's a, a the, the lady who was a young lady who was in um oh god this is where i get bad as soon as i try to remember names of stuff on the fly it's not going wrong um, she's got a Welsh name, and I'm going to slaughter it. So, while trying to guess, so I'm not going to bother. But I think she's supposed to be a young Galadriel. So, um, but we'll leave it there. That's that Morfid Clark. That's Morfid? it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Um, but we'll we'll see. Um, I'll just hope it's good, and I hope that it doesn't. I hope it's just separate enough from 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 what Peter Jackson's done that we can enjoy it as something new. Um, but with enough of it that we feel like the worlds are connected, if that makes sense. Um, I don't mean in terms of a visual. I'd like the visuals to be similar, but I don't. It doesn't need to feel like it's the same franchise for me. No. Um, but it still well, does need to feel like it's Middle Earth. In some ways, I, I don't just mind. What they're doing with Lenny Henry? 
I just want to know. Hey, well, you know, I want to know what they're doing with um, the, the, the lady from the, the that used to be the captain on uh, um, Children's B on CBB. So, but only parents will uh, will, will get that part. Um, God knows what she's going to play. Anyway. Let's move on. <laughs> We're <laughs> half an hour in and we haven't talked about it. Dan, what have you been up to since? God, it was a middle. When did we put on? We recorded before the 15th, didn't we, of December? So we've been over a month's worth of hobby. Yeah. Um, which is, we normally sort of got 10 days' worth into it. So what have you been doing hobby wise? Well, you know, the usual. Well, actually, no, not at all the usual because I've actually done something <laughs> this, uh, this, this period. So actually quite a lot of something. Um, I did some bits and pieces before Christmas. Um, so I'll sort of look at those. I definitely did Radagast. Yep. My, he was my first model from a fantasy fellowship. He got painted up. Radagast, uh, the plastic one from the Not At All Limited Edition Hobbit box set that uh, you graciously sent me. <laughs> uh, got him painted up, the plastic one. The level of detail on that plastic kit was fantastic. Very impressed. You've done an awesome job in it as well. You've really nicely done. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm 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 pleased with him. He's one of the best models I've done in recent times, so I'm quite pleased with that. Um, I did my Legolas. I've got the fine cast one with Orchrist. Yeah, which was a hell of a sculpt. And uh, for those of you who don't detect irony easily, I did not have the most amount of fun with some of that parts of the sculpt. <laughs> the hands are. I don't know whether it's the way it's cast now or. I can't speak for the original sculpt, but it's like someone out of Minecraft trying to give those a bit of definition <laughs> was pretty awful. But he's looking pretty good. Um, and then I've uh, painted Damien's favourite, Tauriel. Uh, that's the Defenders of Lake Town, Forge Wild one. Right. Which yep, is a yep. beautiful sculpt. I enjoy painting that. Really nice sculpt. And it's always quite nice when you painted something and it actually looks like the actor or actress. Yes. It's to yeah, it makes a difference. It takes you away. It- brings you into that to mem- it gives you memories of the film doesn't it, it makes you sort of brings yeah. you into it rather than just this is representing something yeah it means you've done a good job generally <laughs> ah <laughs> yes that's evangelically not 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 a blowtorch jelly baby it's generally pretty good <laughs> so uh yeah and then uh i think before uh the end of the year i also painted um Thrandrill. The uh, in his robes with his fancy crown with the single sword one. Yep. It's the remaining model out of my uh, Thranduil King of Mirkwood set. So also ticked off my uh, painter model that's been in your pile for a year model, which I wasn't sure I was going to get, to be honest, because I started mid of 2019. So there wasn't an awful lot of opportunity for doing <laughs> that because I generally painted stuff pretty much as I got it. Yes. But yeah, yeah, so I managed to get tick, tick him off, and I, I'm never going to use that model. So I sort of put him on a plinth and did a bit of extra stuff with him, and he he came out quite nice. And I painted him in a relatively small amount of time. It was just like a sort of afternoon slash evening job, but yeah. I really enjoyed painting that model. It's nice to be able to paint stuff. It's been a while since I'm not. This isn't like violins or anything. But it's been a while since I've been able to just pick up something just to paint for fun like that and that's that's by choice it's because i want to paint these armies <laughs> and i'm painting yeah. other people's armies but yeah it's still, i still still remember what it was like to do that and it's cool it's really is good fun just to pick them and even then for stuff we've used when i've painted a single miniature here or there um it's 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 nice when you know you've not got any more on the desk other than just that one model you're working on it's definitely more relaxing yeah, and I, I wanted to try out something that I've been thinking of in regards to his because he's got some almost uh, shiny, iridescent sort of material. 
Yes. Uh, so I was trying out painting again with um, metallics on cloth. Yeah, yeah. Came I, out quite I, well, I, so. It looked amazing. I didn't realise you'd done it with metallics, which is, I think, I would hope would be the perfect um, response to that because you don't want people to think, why is he painting that model of metal? It's actually, you've you've created the effect, that, the effect there where people think, well, is that is that a shiny cloth and how have you achieved it? So uh, I think... Yeah, that's what I was going that. for because I obviously hit that up first of all with um, Galadriel. Yeah. Where I did it with the sort of Pelas and Whites and then I did it again with uh, Celeborn. Yes. So I wanted to try it with the darker shades, almost sort of black silver. Yeah. I wanted to see... Yeah, it came out good. And then obviously we hit Christmas. Um, well, less said about that, the better. It wasn't particularly the greatest Christmas of all time because uh, due to my current home setup and uh, the rules, I was with me, myself and I. Uh, but it meant I did, that I, I did know, offer you my mother-in-law, but you, you know you didn't want to take her up on the offer. I'd hate to deprive you of that, <laughs> although it is the season of giving and all that. You know, and as they say, you know, mother-in-law's for life, not just for Christmas. <laughs> So um, I was I was treated. I was uh, very well sported and looked after. I think people assume that I was in for a time of sitting on the sofa and drinking myself to death because I got given an awful lot of confectionery and uh, alcohol, <laughs> uh, which I didn't actually drink that much of, <laughs> to be fair. Um, I actually drank way less over Christmas than I thought I was going to, which was That's in some good. ways good. good. I'd like to say the same, but that would be a lie. Well, you know, she's your mother-in-law, so deal with it. <laughs> Um, I did actually get some hobby for Christmas, which was cool. I've uh, been gifted uh, an Azog's Legion uh, Gundabad troll with uh, scythe gauntlets, um, which is amazing. It's such a beautiful model. I had no idea it was as big as it is. It's huge, isn't it? When I put it next to the Mordor troll, I felt distinctly sorry for the Mordor troll. Um, I love that model. I had so much fun painting that. It's one of my favourite favorite models on my shelf i love it That's yeah fantastic. he's assembled he's he's undercoated but i've promised myself i'm not going to start it until later Azox legion was always on the horizon it was something i planned for this year um it was probably planned for a little later than it's been doing being done now but you yeah. know these things happen and it's hardly a bad thing you know don't get the tiny violin for, for that <laughs> um and to be honest the rest of the christmas period i choose to watch all six extended middle earth movies which was quite nice really just you know no one was about didn't have to do anything else i could just sit and watch the movies which yeah was quite i'd nice. love to do that i really would love to be able to there's just no there's just no chance whatsoever unless my wife took my both of my boys away which we're not allowed to do at the moment anyway but took them away for a couple of days there is no chance that i would be able to sit and do that and then if that did happen would i want to use my day of freedom or two days of freedom doing that as much as that would be fun there are probably things would be better to better to do in that in that time so i'd love to do it but it's just the um the the, the choices of a older married man with kids just no, I can. I can. I have to watch. I, I can maybe get a long evening every now and then and watch the whole thing and finish it late. But watching them all back to back or close to back to back, if that makes sense, I just yeah, I did uh, two a day over the. Uh... Oh, I'd love to. I really would love to. Um, that's the, the the only time that might happen is if I'm ill enough to be in bed and I let. Oh, let's not hope that happens. Maybe, yeah, perhaps not. Um, yeah, maybe I can break my leg or something like that. As a self-employed man, I don't think that's a good thing for you. No, probably not. Probably not. Um, as, if it makes you feel any better today at all, I watched all three Hobbit movies today as well as I was painting. Oh, lovely. lovely. <laughs> yeah, so that's already a box ticked on the old... Uh... I'll be, I think this time last year I ticked all of them. Um, I'd watched them. But Didn't you watch them with Jacob? 
I watched some with Jacob, yep. Um, I think I ended up, I think it was by the end of Feb, I'd watched them all twice or something, because I'd watched them all myself yeah. and then watched with Jacob. Um, and I've watched them a lot this year. Um, so I'm probably, that's a box I know I'll easily tick, but it won't be ticked for a while. Obviously, we'll come back to this when we cover it in the proper proper part of the show. Well, but I imagine it'll be. Back. Well, <coughs> they, once the once we know what's in the special edition, collector's edition of the um, 4K ones, I'll know whether mm. I'm buying the collector's edition or just buying the standard 4K. And then when I've bought those, those 4k dvds um then i'll watch them so that'll be when i when i take it off um with my ps5 which should be with me next friday so um i will have something to watch it on um, yeah just rubbing that in yeah, just just to you, drop that there my ps5 you, i, you I, do I had to spend a lot of time online well. hit and refresh believe me it was a bit <laughs> like getting glastonbury tickets well not this year anyway um but yeah it's a bit, it was it was um interesting to say the least anyway back to you yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to get those 4Ks as well, so I'll definitely, I'll, to be honest, the chances are I'll probably watch them three or four more times this year as well. Yeah, it's not yeah, exactly a hardship, is it? Uh, yeah, i got a new hobby lamp, which is cool. My uh, my Daylight Lumi task lamp, which I'm loving. It's making a massive difference already to my painting. They're amazing, aren't they? That's what properly. I use. Definitely amazing. And uh, I've been, I was also treated to a uh, red grass um, XL wet palette. Yep, got one of those as well. They're really cool. Awesome. It's it's you can make do, can't you, with any with many things for a wet palette, including just a, like a, a plastic Chinese from your takeaway tub and a bit of sponge and some and some. A lot of people um, use uh, Ferro Rocher. Tubs, yes, yeah, I, think I use one for a while. So you can you generally don't have to buy these expensive ones, but if you're going oh, to no, spend I'm still money using on it, bathroom tile. Well, I, I use that as well, but I use it for different. I tend to put metallics on that. I don't like putting them in the wet palettes um, when they get wet and they sort of thin. Unless I'm doing a specific something specific, I don't mind it being thin. I don't like my metallics to Agreed get too watery. Well. Um, yeah, you don't want your washes spreading everywhere. But th- they are as far as wet. Pal- I haven't tried the um, Army Painter one, which looks like it's designed the same way. Um, so I couldn't compare it. But out of the few I have tried, um, this just by far best um really keeps your point paints nice and nice and wet as well so would they're not Apparently cheap but the, i would uh, recommend army painter ones you know very comparable it just doesn't seal quite as well uh, okay but otherwise it's much the same uh, actually i found that the um this one if it's a bit of a left it for a couple of days getting the lid off is actually a little bit difficult <laughs> yeah it just there is a bit of a suction isn't there yeah which is a good thing you know it means it's doing its job uh, so, you know, carrying on. I mean, people are going to be regretting me actually doing some hobby, <laughs> having things to talk about, because normally I'm just like, oh, yeah, I didn't do much. <laughs> um, I decided that uh, January was going to be the time to get my Mordor sorted out. Yep. And although I've not fully finished everything, uh, partly because some parts have run available and some parts haven't arrived yet, uh, I've done just that. So I painted Gothmog foot and mounted. Uh, I painted Gurits and Gothmog's Enforcer. I've done 18 Moranans and 14 Mordor Orcs. I repainted a good chunk of my Mordor Troll, so it matches what I've done recently. Changed the armor completely, so the way I've done it, the recipe. So I repainted all the armor on the Troll and all of the... Uh, sort of, it's got like a padded undercloth underneath yes. the armor plate, so yeah, I painted yeah. that to match all of the cloth for the, the Orcs and everything that I've done. Uh, and repainted some bits on the armor on the uh, Nazgul and the the fell beast that it's on. So and very you know, good they look too. It's a, it's a really cool looking army, really really cool. And then your um, your border orcs so look fantastic. 
Um, your skin yeah. tones and things on those are really, really good. You've done a great job of it. Um, and I think they're going to be very, very well received when people get to see them. Uh, I mean, people are seeing now already on, on social media and things. But I think if you took those to events, you would uh, you'd win some win some prizes for those. They're really, really good. Well, so thank you for a start. Um, but uh, the my catapult is somewhere. It's on its way. It's been ordered. I don't know if it's left the warehouse yet or or if it's uh, in transit, or whatever. But that should arrive hopefully this week. Um, so I can get that done, and then I need a, a solitary Miranda Orc standard bearer, uh-huh. and a uh, thousand points. Wow! What have you got? Any other plans to add any other bits to it, like Goroth and Zagdush or anything like that? The the next thing on the list is an expansion because they're beautiful models, and at that point I'll add some more. I've still got twelve Miranda models kicking about, so I'll paint those up, and I've I used I think I've got one Orc left because the the other nine. I used for my Mordor Battle Company. Yeah, yeah. Last year, so I'll probably just pick up, see if I can blag a, a sprue of Mordor orcs. There's so many. Of of Marlins up. So many are knocking around on eBay. Yeah, and then I want an orc with a banner. Um, I want a great beast of Gorgoroth. Yeah, I've got. Again, you're listing yeah, all the you, stuff I've got sitting in a box ready to go, but God knows when. Well, I, I remember when you just picked that up. Yeah, that was when I. Um, that was, was at Cheltenham. It was going to um, be my next. My next major project after I'd um, finished off all my, you know, my, my late town stuff and my, but things just, new stuff comes out and things jump the list. Because um, I'd bought, we were talking about Rangers of Athelion the other day and we're talking about the competitiveness of, of that um, Legendary Legion, et cetera, et cetera. But I'd bought all the stuff for that. It's ready to go, um, apart from the two new new guys. But again, that got knocked down the list. And then I added more regular ministerial stuff to it. So, and those still very much planned in because oh, how can you do all your film scenarios without having a ministerial army, without having a um, Mordor stroke Moranum army as well? So they are there, and I've got a lot. It's all all, all the stuff I've got: Gurus and Gothmog and all the stuff you've listed sitting new in blister. Most of it. Um, that Goroth model is just beautiful. It is amazing, really, really nice. Um, I've, I've already painted Goroth. And, I, I mean, I did a Moranan art. Funny, that's the other thing. I think I, when I was deciding what to do out of certain projects, I, I did a commission last year for a Moranan army. So I, I've done it. I've painted all the stuff you've been talking about, and they are lovely. But I was kind of, I'm looking forward to doing it again for myself. But I'm also. If I was going to pick something else, maybe I'll pick something I haven't done before, if that makes sense. But I, I, everyone knows what my goals are. <laughs> I need to get that Rohan, the Defenders of Helm's Deep um, list um, models done. And then I'll, by proxy, I'll do the rest of my Rohan mountains to, so, so those armies are done. And then I need to start working on my on, on the Ents when they come out. But once those things are in hand, <laughs> and I need the Moria Goblin army, which is on, on my desk, finished so we can do our scenarios as well. So I've got just got things that, are, that have kind of jumped ahead because of what books came out. Yeah. Um, and, and partly what we're doing for the... Sh- partly linked for the show as well. I don't think any of the armies I've listed... I haven't even thought about what I might take to a competitive event if there are any later in the year. Um, normally I'll say take an army and play with it for a bit, but I don't I don't know now. <laughs> I'm building armies for, for narrative. I almost prefer that in a way, but they are there in boxes and they will, will be done before a lot of other stuff because well, I see them as core um, armies for, for the books and the films that I need to own and I need to have on the shelf um so they will happen so i'm looking forward to doing them i'm glad i'm not doing them right now as well because when i get around to it, it'll be a long time after you've done yours 
Yeah, um, but Great still Beast is a such a I'll, I'll add to those. The, the Mordor. I've got some ideas for um, Black Numenorians as well, but I will add them at some point. I want to do some um, um, Mordor works. Yeah, yeah, I love. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably get a fair bit, but as long as it's, I'm trying to stick to resin and plastic. I'm trying to keep any metal out of this army. <laughs> well, you won't be able to get Mordor works in. Yeah, that's the problem. They'll be metal. So, but... The alternative would be um, mixing up Mordor kit and. Um, uh, or scouts yeah you could do there will be ways of doing it they're such lovely sculpts though dan i think um I was having, we were having again when we started talking about the raiders of Lither, we we're talking about our uh, mutual friend pete and about he wanted to get into the potentially get into the game but he's you know he's he's been used to plastic and resin for years and, and just kind of doesn't want to to use old metal miniatures and i when i first started in spg i was again i was trying to avoid some of the metals but the more the more I play the game, the more I'm, I'm not so worried about some of them. If there's an alternative, if there's a if there's a resin option and a metal option, um, I'll quite often go for the resin option. But there are some sculpts out there that are just gorgeous, and you can get around it. I found I don't know if you've tried this. I found by if you use a matte varnish after you've primed before you start painting, just a thin layer, it seems to help the chipping a little bit. Oh yeah, I mean, the, it's not the wear and tear that bothers me. It's just the idea of I just quite like the idea of all the models weighing the same when you pick them up. <laughs> that's, again, that's my yeah. No, I understand. I, it's quite weird when when plastic models sort of first started to come out when I was a lot younger. People would always see those as the as the inferior. The, yeah, yeah, and they'd be like, okay, well, I'll have, to, I'll have, to, weigh my, same, yeah. have to weigh my bases down. But now, I, yeah, I quite like the lighter feeling of models and the fact that you know knock them over as much um it's yeah it's it's in so many ways but we're not gonna we're not gonna see them as as plastic or resin things and certain certain things like i was going to convert all of my um Osgiliath vets just because again plastic models be fun to green stuff and i may still do that but then i've got some metal ones sitting on my desk at the moment for a, a client and i'm thinking they're actually quite nice sculpts and depending on how many i need i might just pick some up because they're ready to go and I cleaned up a lot of metal single piece miniatures quite quickly as well. They don't actually take that much work. I don't like multi part metal. That's different. That's a pain in the butt. But you know, your single single piece metal miniatures are actually fairly easy to clean up as well. A lot, you know, it's a lot quicker than some of the multi part kits and stuff. But anyway, um, you do you. But I'd, I'd say that some of those sculpts are so nice that it might be worth changing well, your um, thought process on and allowing a few into the uh, into the collection. Yeah, well, so I mean, there's certain things that are going to want to, you know, like uh, Math Sour and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, you're so, going to have to, aren't you? It feels different sometimes when it's a character as well compared to normal troops. But yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Again, I want to finish this thousand points for now. And then there's a few other bits and pieces I need to, I need to paint those Uruks. I want to finish off my Fantasy Fellowship, although I think that's going to be a case of I might get that done within the first maybe three to four months of the year. Yeah. But I'll be, um, you know, painting a model between other projects, little palette cleansers and stuff. Which is nice once you've got an army that size and you can just add a unit here or there, especially if they're things that are different. Like you're saying, Black Numenorians, they kind of... Yes, they just part of the same army list, so to speak. But it, thematically, they're going to be different to everything else you've done. So it's it's, it's easy just to pick them up and, and make them into a mini project and add them. Um, and in some ways, so the the Mordor 
Uruks as well will be a bit like that because they are slightly different, aren't they? You've got to make the basing match. But other than that, as long as you keep the same kind of style which you're going to because it's your painting style and they're going to they're going to fit no matter what yeah i've got i've got, I've got ideas for some pieces but yeah after after this is done i've got got to get those orcs done uh, for helms deep whenever that comes around but what i'd rather do is get them painted sooner rather than later so at least they're sat there ready yeah um and i've got my fancy fellowship and then i've got mazel's legion and then we're going to see where it goes from there i think some of the rest of it might be led a little bit by the bingo because I'd quite like to finish it this year, especially yes. with the not much in the way of um, event related stuff on there. It means I've got a better opportunity to do so. Yeah, more on me. So yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Totally makes sense. But yeah, I've done lots, uh, which has been quite nice. Uh, <laughs> so how about you? Much less. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's. Um, I mean, we all. I already sort of said at the top of the show that uh, things have been a little bit different so a lot of my free time so so we're in the uk we've we've gone sort of full lockdown from boxing day wasn't it i can't even remember now i can't remember if it's boxing day a few days afterwards can't remember but we kind of went full lockdown and um that didn't doesn't change my life that much until the kids were due back to school and they've closed um all schools um at the moment nurseries are still open so my youngest is still going to nursery which um means i can work a little bit during the week otherwise it would be almost impossible but um but so so tomorrow so then i I'm, i work monday tuesday wednesday in the daytime and, and then one other weekday and then i usually a couple of hours one other evening so i don't quite work 40 hours i work about I work about 30 or so so you know part-timer here um and um my next three days are in my office and then next to me on a separate desk is my my six-year-old having his lessons over teams um so he has a half an hour lesson um audio lesson and they set him work and you you print it all off and you have to help him do it and does his bit of work and then you have to take pictures and upload it to hand it in and then you get to the next bit and then um so i get some work done but it's a bit stop start because every time he has a question i've got to help him and yeah it's it's you know this is this is the, it is and it's really enjoyable actually i really enjoy spending the time with him and i'm not complaining this is what's right for um the world at the moment we don't we don't want kids in school being part of a um, spreading stuff around so it's right that it's right that he's not at school um it's right that they're trying to support the way it is so i'm not complaining and the people with far worse things um the fact that i work from home and able to do this heaven forbid if i worked somewhere i actually had to go to work and i didn't know you know i had to take unpaid leave or something like that just to, because of because of childcare essentially so we are we are lucky in that sense and emma and i emma works most of her work at home as well she's able to do that for the job she does most of her work is kind of admin office or remote based anyway she doesn't have a fixed office it's she works from her laptop and her mobile wherever she happens to be so we've been kind of sharing it as much as possible but yeah he does have an impact so i'm just working a lot of evenings to make the time up which I'm able to do, which is great. So it means I'm not too far behind. I'm probably a couple of weeks behind where I'd like to be, ideally, work-wise. But it does mean all these evenings I used to have free to to spend doing bits and bobs. You know, I'd have a couple of evenings I'd make sure I spend with the wife, but are quite easily for me to, to, to nip up to my office and paint my own stuff. And that's why I produced quite a lot last year, as we'll see. Um, just isn't happening. I just don't have any time, and this is why there's only going to be one show this month. Um, why, um, we might as well mention it now, why I'm not going to be on the next two or three um, 
death matches um, just because we're trying to cut down the amount of time. Sometimes it takes us more than one night to record a show or it's a long old evening. So um, Dan's Dan's been recording those himself and, and getting guests um, in to do a death match, which is quite a cool thing. So it's a nice, something nice has come out of it. It means that we can introduce some people to the win. show. You might win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steve's uh, my quote dice. You, yeah, you're not letting me send dice to people who are your opponents. But it's going to be cool. Some other people are going to just just a little is something nice comes out of the fact that we're trying to save a little bit of time um take some pressure off but it, it might affect um the show for as long as the kids aren't in school once they once jacob goes back into school and, and things get my working gets more normal again i'll start to have more free time and we will be back to more more regular showing um but we had we had a plan i mean we we had a plan that we were going to do the show and this would have been out around the 15th so you're not going to get it to the end of the month. And then the end of the month, there was going to be the first of two shows based in um, Moria. So the Moria Goblin Army that I've been talking about painting and the, we were going to do um, Palin's Tomb and, and Khazad-Dum, which we're still going to do. I don't know yet whether that will be the next two shows because that means I haven't got time to, to, to paint anything of my own at the moment. So I'm not sure how I'm going to paint... Um, like 50 odd models um, which are only started at the moment it something could happen i could end up with free time in the week it could happen i could end up spending a couple of evenings and suddenly it's all done but um we we're not sure what the next show will be yet we will do those things this this winter probably it'll be before the spring but we never know there might be a a couple of top we might have to squeeze a different topic in before uh, before i can get those things painted <laughs> um but we shall we shall see how, how it happens so, so nothing to really complain about it's life i'm 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 recently turned 43 i'm not going to complain about not being able to paint toy soldiers in the evening and, and do some hobby when there's a pandemic on and people are losing jobs and lives and all the other horrible stuff that's been happening um it's very much um small violin stuff so it's just but it's just the reality of, of things slowing down still gonna still plan to get two shows out for you next month but whether they will be the the, the planned shows i don't know they might end up being pushed back a little bit further but anyway Luckily, luckily, we did record the last show in December, and I did do a little bit before Christmas, before before I you know couldn't send my kid to school. So um, I um, I did a over on the OSBGL. Um, they run little competitions, um, and I'm trying to remember the name. I'm going to say Alastair Van Duzer, I think um, runs runs um i might have got the first name wrong there so i'm really sorry if i have i'm doing it from memory i could look it up um but runs little competitions and has been all year on there and um and damien sent me a message and sort of well, i think you said both of us message about finishing our, our hobby bingo and said that you could enter a painting comp on there and tick that box off and i think it was a conversion competition really but you had to paint the model as well um and i thought well i want to I was looking at this Moria army that I need, really painted for this battle report that we're going to we're going to cover for the show, and I thought, oh, I've got two Moria captains on there. They're both GW resin, um, easy to convert. If I play around with one and convert it slightly and paint it, I've painted something towards that army, and um, 
I can tick my box. So I did. Um, I did that. There weren't loads and loads of entries and there was lots of different categories. But um, so I took that box, but I actually won the competition in that in my category, which is quite cool. You've gone and won it. Yeah. Yeah, There there weren't (laughs) many entries. And to be honest with you, I think, I genuinely think that, that, and I'm not being nice here or being modest, I don't think mine was the best and it shouldn't have won. But it was, it's cool anyway. Uh, thank you very much, guys, for that. But anyway, I've, I think the most important part of that was that I had a bit of fun doing it. I did finish a model, and I um, ticked ticked a, a box off on Hobby Bingo, for one that I didn't think I'd get to do. Um, and then with that in mind, the other thing I did before Christmas um, was, was, could I knock up a quick display board? And I think originally I had in mind to do a display board for this, this Moria army. I thought, well, I'll do what I did before and get one of those A3 um, oil painting boards, which I, I used for um, my Azogs one and I used for my uh, Lake Town army. I thought, I'll grab one of those. Um, I've got a couple of spare um, pillars from um, Balanced Tomb um, that I might not need for Balanced Tomb, and I'll, I'll make, a, make a quick display board for them. Done. As I wasn't painting the army and I was nowhere near it, I thought, well, that's 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 going to be gone out the window. Um, and I had this kind of, this bottom of a spinning um, laptop <coughs> table mount thing, this sort of circular plastic thing. And I thought well, I could use that as a, a display base for something, so I'd put it in like a, a bits drawer. And I thought, well, it's, I could just kind of fill that in and do a little, like a display base and stick my nine on it. Um I thought, yeah, I'm going to do it because I reckon I can do it in a couple of hours and I've ticked a box for a display board for an army. And then as I started doing it, I thought, well, I want to make it look shirish. And I had one of the spare fences from the um, um, Rohan um, kits. So you've got like these little fences that go with the wooden wooden houses and things. And I thought, well, it looks a bit shirish really. Oh, it's fine. We'll have the, the nine going walking through the shire. And then I had a bit of spare mat um, it's actually fake grass for your for your garden, but I was going to use it as a bit of field. Um, I thought oh, this this looks very farmer maggot ish, to be honest with you. It's like the corner of farmer maggot's field and a bit of fence and a bit of muddy ground and a, a bit of crops. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to make it farmer maggot's display board. So because he's the, <laughs> he is this is this is really stretching this. He and his dogs are the entire. Um, good force for one narrative campaign. So he's technically an army of one man and and three canines, isn't he? Um, so and he fits on it nicely. And so <laughs> the the nine fit on it. So e- either way, I'm having it as a as a box because I can I can shove the nine on it and say, oh, there's nine in in the Shire. I don't think they all went to the Shire. Not all nine anyway. There's only seven. But you know, anyway, the nine fit on it, um, or he does but I made this little mini display board and it was loads of fun. I've used um, some of the Green Stuff World um, um, sort of resin, UV resin stuff. So there's a couple of little sort of pools of water on there and soft mud and lots of tufts and things. And there's a, like I said, there's like a corner of a, of a like a crop field with a little fence and stuff in it. And it's really quite fun. Um, yeah, and it went down really well. I got loads of people messaging me. I was like, how do you make that? And so good bit of fun. Ticked a hobby box off so no use to me whatsoever a bit like Damien with the display board he made for his um his his nine and um with Arwen on he's, he's 
he's going to chuck it in the corner somewhere because he's got no, no use for it. There's no, there's no practical use for it, really. I, I have got um, Farmer Maggot. I don't have a Hobbit army, and I'm not going to have one for years, probably. So I do have Farmer Maggot and his um, hounds displayed on it on my on my shelf. So it, it does sort of have a use. But, um, yeah, it wasn't something I was, I was planning to do or anything else. So I have painted a couple of things, and it, it gave me a couple of hobby boxes for last year, before Christmas. But other than that, I haven't done... Since, since the new year, I have not done a single piece of personal hobby at all unfortunately it's all been i've been at the desk a lot painting but it's all been work um i have uh you know i got a few bits for christmas i've got some vouchers that i already kind of mentioned earlier that i put by for things later in the year um i got um what did i get i got uh i already have this book on audio but i got better than luthien hardback um with all the alan lee artwork in i've been trying to collect all of the books in the, the current editions current hardback editions i think i mentioned this on the last show so i've been trying to get all the books with the same matching thing i need to go and get the the four pack now with the hobbit and the three tomes of lord of the rings in there in the, in that same art style but it's like 80 quid so i was hoping that um keep an eye on amazon for some point they'll put us put you know put a price drop on that or something it'll drop by 20 30 quid but so i got that um i got my usual tolkien society membership and my official tolkien calendar um but um that's the only kind of tolkienish stuff i've 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 had or done really um and that's about it so yeah not not super exciting i'm just desperate to crack on and finish that moria goblin army that moria army so we can play those scenarios i can put them on the shelf and they'll be done and then i really need to crack on um with that rohan stuff i just want to clear some decks for some of the army projects i'm passionate about all of them i've got no time to do all of them um but i just really want to i'd love to get to sort of mid-year and i've I've done all of those Uruks and done all of the, the Rohan and done all that Moria army and maybe gone back and finished off the half and Azog's army and finished off the Iron Hills so that I can start, feel like next autumn I can you know start on the, the Minas Tirith and the Mordor stuff. But we don't know what's coming. And hopefully, I'm just I'm kind of hoping that it's nothing I really want to do or it's not a big project. Um <laughs> <laughs> we will see i just i don't feel any pressure because it's a hobby but i know the things i've talked about on the cast and i just haven't haven't done it and uh i want to want to make sure i do those things because at some point this year i am hopeful that regardless of events and stuff i can't i'll be very surprised if by autumn we can't get together to play helms deep i'm not sure it'll be spring now looking at the way things are um i'm determined <laughs> i'm not going to play the game in a mask unless we're wearing masks for the next five years that's a different thing but i'm determined i want to play the game with beers in hand and us being able to shake hands afterwards or something like that so i don't want to kind of just rush to get together to play that game um for the sake of it i I want to play it and enjoy it as a lazy day where we have a lot of drinks and go out for dinner afterwards kind of stuff and get a few a few mates of what we're supposed to be an, an enjoyable hobby thing it's not an event to just turn up to um i want to make sure it's a enjoyable thing um I was talking to Damien We're the other day. Up now, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I want to. I don't. I don't want to just tick it off for the for the sake of it. I was talking to Damien the other day where we had a we had a chat on Zoom about something else, but we were talking about his events and talking about Seven Stones, and I was talking about what I had planned for Flotsam and Jetsam, and that, that maybe there's a difference in certain, some events. You could see the point of maybe turning up to if you're able to do a small event with your mask on. So if you're if you're a competitive player and you want GBHL points, it, 
kind of makes sense if you think you your goal of going there is to, to compete and see how well you can do, which is great. And you might have, be happy to do that without shaking hands or having a mask on. But if your event is like Seven Stones, which is incredibly fluffy, people turn up for the fun and for the weekend and for fancy dress and all those other things, well, you can't have that same essence if you're, you know, if you've got to wear a mask or something like that. So do you still run those things? Who knows? We don't know. What, we don't know when the when the restrictions are going to be. It's going to be safe to relax those things. So. It's the same principle for Flotsam and Jetsam later in the year. I don't, you know, I would like to think that things will be fairly relaxed by then because the whole point of it was a relaxed weekend event in the summer with a barbecue in the evening and stuff. I don't want it just to become two single tournament things. So that's not the, the vision of the event, so to speak. And then for me, I don't know, about you, we wouldn't discuss this, but for me, the Helm's Deep game, again, I'd like it to be, I like it that when we play it, that we're not worried about it have to be social distancing. <laughs> makes sense yeah. I, like, I like it to be deemed safe enough to spend even if at that point maybe you can't go to um a mass uh, i don't know maybe you can't go to a festival because the, you can't have 50 hundreds of thousands of people together but i like to think that they could they do allow people to mix socially without any kind of restrictions at that point if that makes sense so i don't want to i don't want to get together in in april or may just as things are being released but relaxed but we're there in masks kind of thing, trying to film a, trying to film some stuff to go on the channel, enjoy the day, have a few beers and stuff, because I just would just make it too sterile and take away what, what I want it to be, so to speak. But anyway, I just sprung that on you. I haven't really, I was just thinking it as it came to mind. We will see. It might take some pressure off me painting-wise, but not my personal pressure of getting all my stuff done and dusted. I really want to get like four armies painted this year. Anyway, rabbiting, <laughs> rabbiting. Have you anything else you want to cover before we take a break? No, I think that's a pretty good segue, looking towards the future and uh, looking at what we've done. Uh, let's head into the next topic. Yeah, well, we've been talking long enough already. Obviously, if we do only one show a month, I just talk at you far too long um, <laughs> to, to make up for it. Anyway, we'll take a break and we'll come back and we will be talking about Hobby Bingo and reviewing 2020 a little bit. The hour grows late and bland of grey plastic comes seeking my counsel. You are sure of this bland elf? Yes, the event is fully painted. It was in the event pack, under my nose the whole time. Yet you did not have the wit to see it. Your love for the Facebook group has slowed your mind. We must join him, Blandalf. The commission painter, we must be fully painted. When did Surly Man the White give in to madness? But I am now Surly Man of many colours. Miniature Realm Studio is a commission painting service. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter or contact us directly at miniaturerealmstudio at gmail.com You have elected the way of paint! And we're back and it's time for the first Council of Elrond of 2021 and we're going to sort of do a bit of a, a review of the year I don't mean review of the year, just kind of more of a, a reflection on, on what we've had released and um, uh, <laughs> talk about a little bit about what we've done really I suppose, will give us both a chance to kind of go back and think about what we've painted what we've done, what we've planned and, and things and, and see how it turned out and then at the end, very end, we're actually going to go through our hobby bingos and, and sort of say how many boxes we got <coughs> and what we got and what we missed out on because um, I know lots of people talk about it, we're excited again for, for doing it this year and we've already been talking about it, well Dan, definitely Dan's been talking about it more than me really about what, we, what we're what we hoping to achieve um, mine's going to be a slow start no doubt but I 
I'm sure I'll come back strong. But anyway, the year 2020, I don't think we want to dwell too much on how difficult it's been for, for everyone around the world. It's not been what we expected <laughs> yeah. as we set out at the beginning. We both, we recorded a similar show or signal segment segment last January um, where we focused very much on the hobby bingo boxes. But I know we had a lot of kind of, oh, we're really going to do this next year and really hope to do this. And a lot of those things will have, have gone down the toilet because of because of what happened. And it's it's been a tough year. There's been a lot of good things that have come out of it, especially the community online and um, the some of the, and we're not talking about ourselves here, but the content producers and things um, have produced a lot more stuff, whether it's um, battle game, battle streams in, in, in Middle Earth um, and Lockie's version and uh, um, Harry's, Harry's 24-hour thing for charity. <laughs> You've got... So I, I'm, I'm going to... If I keep listing people, I'll miss people off. But we've had all these new podcasts. We've got Guardians of Wiltshire and Derry doing doing quizzes during lockdown and things as well. There's been so much cool stuff like that that have come from the the lockdowns and the pandemic that we wouldn't we wouldn't have seen if it had been a, a regular year, so to speak. Um, I, I think that's all I really want to say about it, rather than be doom and gloom. It's it's pandemic still on, it's still happening. We we're not quite in reflection stages yet, but um, it was definitely not the year anyone had, had thought of. I think was that would be, you got anything you want to kind of add to that, Dan? Before you, yeah, before it definitely wasn't the year we planned for. I've actually there's a few people sort of um, you know who've picked up the cast, which has been nice uh, over this year. I'm guessing they finally got bored enough for it. <laughs> and, they, they've they've spoken to me about sort of listening to episodes we recorded around this time last year, yeah. And our hope and optimism, <laughs> and they're just sitting there going, "And little they knew." <laughs> yes. Yeah, it, I've had more than one person say that kind of thing, and it's um, although it's nice that people are listening to it, it is when you think about it. If we went back and listened to those episodes we did, it's, it's quite sad, isn't it? Because <laughs> you think, "Oh, none of that's going to happen." Yeah, I remember this isn't hobby related, but it was, it was something that did the rounds on Twitter a, a couple of months ago, and it was a lady talking about her reviewing her her New Year's resolutions, and it was like um, lose weight, and she was like, I've put on ten pounds, and um, it was like do pick up a new hobby or something like that, and not get out more, <laughs> see more <laughs> friends, and it said spend more time with my granddad. Granddad died, and it was really kind of it was a very dry kind of humour to it. And I don't, you know, if anyone has lost loved ones or not, don't mean that in a in a in a in a in a. Hopefully, you take that in the right way. But it was she was looking back and in a very kind of <laughs> self kind of abusing kind of way, but also putting a bit of a wry smile on it and that it really wasn't what anyone expected. And uh, none of our things were that serious, obviously. But um, yeah, I think a lot of people have been able to do what they what they planned but if you actually look back on it i think we got more than we remember mm. there's loads in there because we you know we did the usual boring thing of going oh what came out when yeah and yeah uh, as we'll touch on now so if you want to kick us off what did we get in january steve so in january was dunland wasn't it so that was that was the stuff that was all um you could get it at the in December if you went to Throne of Skulls. I didn't pick any, up any there, but it was there was there was a lot of it, and it was on an out, it was announced then, and all exciting stuff. And um, yeah, I did a Dunland commission last year, so that some of those new models are fantastic. So that was what we got in January, um, and then in what do we have in February, Dan? Well, we got the match play guide, uh, and we also got Snagger and Grishnak, which I don't for some reason I didn't 
a tall twig for being last year and the Helm Hammerhead model and obviously all the profile cards. Yes, and that caused a little bit of <laughs> consternation at times, but they all Which came we'll back. Come back to. They all came <laughs> back. Um, and then in March um, was the Crabane, wasn't it? Um, yeah, what we got was um, some very good puns from Damien's articles on Warhammer <laughs> Community. That's what we got. And then we got some models as well. <laughs> we did. And he got a lot of them, quite a few. Um, <laughs> some might say all the Crabane. <laughs> And then I don't think we had any releases then for, I mean, things obviously started to, the world was 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 getting a little bit strange by then. So this is, we don't know what the planned release order for the rest of the year was. Um, but our next release was in, was June, wasn't it? Which was the... Yeah, the, rep- the, yeah, the, the reprints of the uh, stuff, cards. <laughs> um, and then come August, we had the Keeper of Dungeons, which was the old, never released sculpt, I believe, or... Yeah, and also the best model of 2020. Yes, exactly. And the one that people were complaining about not being out earlier in the year and um, and, or uh, the year before someone got booted, didn't they, from GPHL for um, contradicting themselves the other day. I had a good good chuckle to myself reading through it. Oh, for for Aima, yes. (laughs) But yes, Aima came out. um, I know it was something we half kind of expected or hoped. It was like a good educated guess in the community, that one, but we didn't know when it was going to happen. That was teased, wasn't it? That was teased and they did, they started doing it because we didn't have Warhammer Fest, did we, because of, because of, covid obviously april when they did the first preview and showed yes so they started in his online previews and ama was was one of the ones listed and then listed there and uh yeah got him sitting in a box (laughs) waiting to be done um and then we had the best of white dwarf in that month as well in august which is well we've we've reviewed it and uh wax lyrical i hope we call it is whether you've you know that's a that was a bit more of a marmite one for people wasn't it depending on whether they had those white dwarfs or not but um we thought it was a lovely publication and which brings us up to september and the best book mm-hmm. the best book quest of the Ringbearer. absolutely we're best best thing for a, for a long time in wargaming for me to be honest with you for a couple of years now let alone the best release since i've been sbging um very very cool and provided us with a lot of content some of it that may now be slightly delayed by a show or two we will see um and then what models came along as well. uh, we got Hamborn and Magdalene, mm-hmm. uh, and they read the Moria terrain. We released uh, that, so I think it was basically what was in the minds of Moria set. You picked some up, didn't you? Yeah, I I already picked some up from eBay. I didn't pick any up uh, yeah, at you the had time. Some that time. I I picked up I picked up some back in April or May, and I already had some anyway. So by uh, I've got a couple of sets knocking about for when I build Balin's Tomb, but they brought that terrain back so people could use it for the scenario in there. And we've already, you know, some of the made to order releases this month would have potentially been out maybe around the time of that book or at least a couple of months afterwards. So we're still seeing some of that stuff kind of knock on effect now. And then the Anborn and Mabblood models, I've actually built a couple um, this month for, uh, for for that commission I'm working on and they are lovely and I will add them when I've, I'm not going to be good or not but buy them and keep them forever. But I will add them when I finally get around to doing that army I alluded to when we were chatting about an hour ago. Um, but they were also teased around the same time as AMR, I think. So we knew they were coming um, um, but yeah, as we said, we, we don't know how much the release dates of these things were impacted by um, COVID restrictions and things. So then we got to October and we had the personalities of Brie and these weren't really expected or guessed on really. 
not that much. Um, so we had Harry Goatleaf, Barnum and Butterbur, and a Bill the Pony. And I think Bill the Pony was in a picture in it, and some people get spotted it. But um, yeah, awesome models. I've bought them, painted them. We've used them in a in a scenario in a in a narrative scenario. Fantastic stuff. Really, really cool. Which brings us on to November. Yeah, the uh, War and Roham MTO, uh, made to order. Yeah, so was that a made to order then, or was it a limited one? I can't remember. That was a limited one. That wasn't was it? an MTO, I think. Was it? I can't remember now. I can't remember whether that made it. To, I don't know if that was the made to order that became limited or not. But um, anyway. No, I swear because it was the Ents and. Uh... Uh, yes, you're right. You are right. Yeah. I think. Are you sure? I just. I don't think it's irrelevant anyway. They came out. I think most people got what they wanted. Um, and then in December, to finish off the year, we had the Gundabad Warbats, which was again one of those. Well, it was the most left field thing of all year, really, wasn't it? Because yeah. while the Crobane was different, it was also something that was to, to, to match the previous book. Whereas the Warbats has been something that's not had a, a miniature for, or however long it's been since the the, the Gundabad army came out, and that list was there. So um, they were. I think it's led to a few people trying to second guess about why, and I think there's a, there's a few rumours, or not rumours, but people guessing we might have a the first of our kind of Hobbit era books this year. Um, I'm not, I don't know about that to be honest with you. I, w- I would have guessed they had a few more Lord of the Ringsy things to do before they turned to Hobbit, but I don't know. But they're cool. I've got a, I've got a set. Have I put them together? Yes, I did build them. Did I build them? What's wrong with me? No, I didn't. I've opened the box and did an unboxing. I was thinking, I remember looking at the parts, but why haven't I built... Where are they? It's because I did an unboxing for our um, YouTube. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. they uh, And that finished out the year. So we still had a, f- a fair amount of stuff for for what, for Middle-earth SBG, really, for what we expect for uh, a, um, a, a game system that's um, of the size it is and the support it is, so to speak. Um a lot of the things that that they wanted to do this year would have been uh, maybe slowed slightly by COVID. So getting, I'm sure they would have planned to maybe have more models back on normal stock, and um, maybe have done another made, made to order or something. Who knows? But um, they've done quite well to um, still trying to deliver what looks like all the things we need to support the books they put out, if, even if it was a few months later than later than planned. So I think hobby wise, in in terms of new stuff and re-release stuff and um i think it's been a good year two books yeah, and I'd, essentially I'd an arm essentially a mini a mini faction with dunland and match play guides with three books really so match play guide one one kind of different book that in terms of that sort of competitive players you got your super fluffy best of white dwarf kind of memory kind of book and then quest, quest of the ring bear which did bring some competitive play stuff but also lots and lots of really really cool narrative play things which was just at the right time when people needed to pick me up with the kind of year it's been um it felt like the right thing as we've already said before and yeah just some, some a real good mix of stuff i'd say so um it's been pretty cool um and that really kind of brings us up we just wanted to give a, a kind of a bit of a reminder to people about what stuff has been out so Dan, do you want to take us through what your, you know, your own kind of thoughts on the year for your own sort of Middle Earth hobby, so to speak, and what you what you've painted or what you think your best things were, <coughs> what you've achieved? Well, I got got a fair bit painted, if I'm honest. Um, obviously, beginning of the year, I painted up my Lothlorien for 
uh, Flotsam and Jetsam. Unfortunately, that didn't come to pass um, for obvious reasons. Um, and I painted a little bit more. I was able to uh, start experimenting with some new ideas. I, I did my uh, Galadriel in a in a shiny dressing gown. Yes. Mixing metallics into my uh, colours for cloth. And something I built on over the year. Um, yeah, so that that was sort of a good start to it, and then COVID fully kicked in, and I got furloughed, and suddenly left with a, a glut of time. So I was able to knock out some stuff, including my uh, Iron Hills chariot, completing a thousand points. Um, I painted two Keeper of the Dungeons. I painted the original one, the old uh, Gold model, for those who uh, uh, sort of Palantir and. Uh, Great British Hobbit League, I've no gold. Uh, tried out some new bits and pieces on that. Um, got my Nazgul, so I painted all my Dolgal Door army. 11 models, so I'm not quite sure it counts really as an army. It's <laughs> well, small it gathering. Does. It does. Not quite permissible under Boris's current rules. But, <laughs> but uh, it's all converted on me, uh, Sauron slash Necromancer slash whatever. Technically, um, they, do they all live in the same house? Household? That would be fine. Well, I don't know. Um, they're fine. I think they all live in the same house. Well, they're not really living, are they? So, but you know, <laughs> I don't think they're really. I don't think they can catch COVID. To be honest with you, yeah, that's really a right. good point. We, we never know. We never know. There might be a new yeah, strain. Maybe if you're like, a... the Dolgaldur strain of COVID. Anyway, um, carry on before we go down. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, where'd you go from there? Uh, I've done bits and pieces throughout the year. Um, I haven't painted as much Middle-earth as I perhaps could have done. I actually did get quite a lot of hobby done uh, during 2020. I managed 158 models in the year, mm-hmm. which is pretty respectable considering... Yeah, um, yeah, that's pretty good. You know, there's an entire Adeptus Titanicus battle group in there, and those Titans take quite a long time to paint. <laughs> um, not to mention an entire um, Sister Battle Army for 40k as well. So, you know, these... There's, there's plenty in my, my painting uh, pile for 2020. Uh, 53 Middle-earth models I painted for 2020. Closed it down quite well, and then I've actually painted, I think, 38 already so far for this year. <laughs> that, i painted that, my model bits. That's a strong, <laughs> strong start. Well. That's a very strong start. Yeah, let's hope I can carry it on. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a funny old year. Uh as we've spoken about a few times, you know, by the time I was ready, gaming wasn't an option anymore. So that's kind of, I'd say, been the, one of the biggest regrets of 2020, as I wasn't able to make it to an event. Um, and even if I had, it probably wouldn't have been the best starting experience for it, really, would it? <laughs> so um, No, no, it wouldn't have been good. Especially if fingers they- crossed I get to go to something this year. I'm hoping at least we could do Throne at the end of the year. Even if I only got that, that's, that that'd be awesome. I've still, what I want I've to still, start I've on. still got my concern over that. And again, Damien and I were talking about this the other night, was that you know, will, will a big company like GW just go, let's let's just knock all events on the on the head for the year? Depends how quickly, how early in the year things start to kind of open up and return. I'm sure they will this year. Um, as, as more and more people get vaccinated, I'm sure those things will happen but it's how far through the year it is and whether they just go if, if it's if you're not allowed, allowed that kind of gathering say till late september just picking a date out of, out of, out of the head there yeah, but it's probably it, too short time to organize that point yeah well it's not just the organizing it is that will a company of gw size say okay well we're going to go ahead and do the things we'd normally do in this part of the year what if by november you can have 
everything's fully open again, um, at least in the UK, a bit like I suppose it is in New Zealand to a certain extent now. There's still things they, you know, New Zealanders will be better answering this than us, but what the impression we get from the media here is that there's, there's still careful, there's still restrictions and things, but, you know, you can go to events and you can go to a, a, watch a rugby match with a full stadium, et cetera, et cetera. Um, if even if we're at that stage here by next year through through vaccination, um, will GW go right? Well, we can put on an event, right? What's normally this time of year? Well, throwing the skulls, or are they going to go okay? So we can only put, um, we've only got three weekends before the end of the year we can put events on. Are they going to, are they going to support that system, or are they going to go, well, we probably need to do a, a one day grand tournament for 40k or a one day tournament for AOS, that kind of thing? We've got to be prepared. Uh, We've got to be prepared for that kind of. That there's, there's all those dates that we kind of almost fixed in the calendar throughout the year um, that we knew. They might all have changed now. Um, so who knows what will happen? Hopefully, things open up a lot earlier, and we still get so much thrown of skulls because it would be brilliant. But if it'd be a bit weird from not within our community, but if you play 40k and suddenly all the restrictions opened up and, um, and there, <laughs> there's been no events all year and then they held an open day in October and then go, right, we've got a grand tournament coming in. It's, a, it's, it's the middle earth. There's going to be a few jaws that drop if there haven't been earlier 40k or, or AOS ones. Yeah, there, so. vital learning and growing experience for them. They can develop as individuals. I hope, I hope it, goes to, it goes ahead, but I think we need to be we need to be realistic about it and not just assume that <clears throat> that yes, things probably will be a lot better by December next year. Maybe close to close to normal life that we the life before we had. Um, but does that mean that that, that will definitely mean there's a a, a, a a throne of skulls for, for Middle Earth. I don't I don't know. Who knows? We shall see. But um I'm sure there'll be something. I'm sure there will be events in in the in the late summer and autumn. But they might be smaller local ones and things. Um it might be yeah. harder to get the licenses to put on the the bigger amounts of people indoors. I imagine that a bit like we saw at the the tail end of the summer last summer, the, the restrictions were loose enough that there were a few smaller events, weren't there? Sort of under 25 or 20 people or 30 people whatever it was i'm sure that that we will get to the stage where the summer weather people being outside that the infection levels will get to that point anyway and then you add on top of that vaccination then I, yeah i'd be really surprised if we didn't see some small events it's, it's whether we see the big ones yeah, i mean I, I can't see there's, there's going to be no salute in april is there there's going to be i can't even see there being a warhammer fest come come May, if May. they were playing that, it's just I just can't see how things will have changed that much by then. So, and that just, you just have a knock-on effect there, don't you, of, of of other events. And if you have a limited window when you are allowed to put things on, maybe there won't be any events like that. Maybe they'll be putting on squeezing all of the open days um, with announcements and things into the end of the year to that final quarter, rather than having playing events and things just because you know they're fed up of launching new things during online twitch <laughs> um, announcements and stuff so we'll see we'll see fingers crossed for it though yeah i mean i've got to hope you know you've got to live in hope and yeah yeah you know yeah. where there's life there is hope and need for vittles as they say so um it would be it would be good I'd, I'd like to get to an event this year I I think it'll happen. I think there will be events, and I think you can go to. And if you you know if you get tickets to a small one or, or something, I, I think there will be opportunities to go to events. Whether it's as I say, whether it's these these big kind of um, flagship ones or not, I don't know. Well, I, I did um, ask to be put on the reserves for um, 
seven stones for whether that goes ahead. Oh, I'd love to we go. It's, it's on my, um, it's definitely on my must do. Isn't it normally in May? Yeah, so it's, 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 it's always a problem stage. for me, May, because it's, it's my wife's birthday in May, and we always have a week or two. She takes a couple of weeks off, so we, we, we t- that tends to be where our overseas holiday um, is. All if we go on two, there's normally one there, um, and well, obviously we won't be going overseas this year, but it's just always difficult to have a couple of weeks off, go overseas, and then have another weekend, long weekend free. Um, when the wife needs to go back to work, so to speak. So it's, May is always going to be an issue for me. So, But I really want to go one year. It's definitely right up my alley. It's the, that Throne of Skulls and that style of event is the kind of things I want to do. Yeah, else, I'm so. in the same boat. And luckily, it's my birthday in May, so I can do what I bloody well want. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, I, I hopefully can go one, one year, but God knows, yeah, we'll have to wait and see what, when when that runs this year, if, he's able, if they're able to do it. Hopefully they are. Surely, the, you know, the wife and kids would love a trip to the... Travelodge. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. And again, I wouldn't want to take them. To be honest with you, <laughs> I'd want to, I want it's oh. it's three days, isn't it? As well, it's kind of like at least two at least two nights in a hotel out of that with like-minded people and, and beverages. I don't you know I don't want to take the kids. That kind of takes away the, <laughs> the enjoyment a little bit. Um, but anyway, we will see. We will see what happens in the future. Yeah, um, I suppose if we were to look at. Uh, what was achieved uh, as well for last year? I, uh, I managed uh, twenty out of twenty-five of uh-huh. the uh, Bingo squares. Uh, be no surprise to anyone that the Enter a Middle Earth gaming event and Enter a Model you painted this year into a painting competition. That's two of the ones I didn't hit. Although Damien did, as you say, step you in could, have you done could that. do this. You had the opportunity. But, yes, but I was feeling lazy. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I will say it here and now. I could not be asked. Um, uh, Awful as that sounds, but uh, yeah, I think I was towards back end of last year, suffering a little bit of hobby burnout, I think. Yes. It's been a long year. I think I've got life burnout at that point. I'd already painted a lot during the year. painted So the idea of converting a model, which I didn't really have much readily to hand, I think if I'd have had a couple of bits like you you did, just kicking around on the desk, I could have put something together and painted something up really quickly. But yeah. I didn't. It would have required a lot of effort. And I was... That, was, that was the key for mine, to be honest with you. It was the the key for me was that I could do it with what was on the desk, and it worked for a project that needed doing rather than manufacturing a project, so to speak. And both of those models were the same, so I thought, well, it makes sense to slightly convert one so it looks different. So that's that's why it happened. That's what get well. It's not why it happened. It's what made me think, yes, it's actually worthwhile doing this because there's two ticks, so to speak. One, I've Converted a model that I need and I need to paint until I get the tick for it. But that's, yeah, that's why it happened more than anything else. Yeah, I didn't get the display board because I didn't go to an event, so I didn't see the point. Yeah, yeah. And again, it's one of those things that if I'd have had all of the bits and pieces readily to hand, I had grand ideas for the um, dog order, which I still do, but that would have been a lot of effort for not an event. So I, I didn't do that either. Um, didn't build and paint a scenery kit because. I had no need to because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I couldn't have people around to play anyway. And um, recreate your favourite scene from the movies with a narrative scenario. Now, I could have fudged this and just made it You were going to, weren't you? We, we talked about this. You were trying to talk me into fudging it with you because we, uh, we, of the games we played um, online. Yeah. I was like, oh, but I didn't feel right. If we're both me. honest, we couldn't do it. So, no. I mean, Amon Hen is my favourite scenario. Yeah. Favourite scene from the movies. If you know that's your favourite one, 
sort of crowbarring another one in there. I don't, like I've talked about before, I don't have a favourite favourite. But I think at the beginning of the year, if I'm honest, when I was when I was planning the <coughs> year, um, I assumed that Helm's Deep would have come up in it. Um, and that would have, I would have been very happy to to use Helm's Deep as that, like some of the, the more seminal parts of it. And maybe, to be fair, if we'd actually played... Um, um, Balin's Tomb as well. I would have been happy enough with that. So there's quite a few key bits in the films that I would equally regard as some of my favourite scenes, and that is one of them as well. But again, that didn't happen because I couldn't get the models painted in time. So I was, um, as we'll see when I talk about mine, but I, I didn't didn't take that one either. Yeah, I, I couldn't do a good conscience because, to be fair, when uh, you know Aragorn walks away from Frodo, tells him to run, raises sword in salute, and then just dives into a massive horde of Uruk <laughs> is probably one of my favourite scenes from any of middle earth yeah it is, it is a good scene and it's um we've you at some point you might have the models that you're gonna host again a web-based game for us to play that anyway that's the plan i think at some point isn't it yes um i really 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 need to try and get hold of um breaking the fellowship yeah hopefully that gets back in stock in um warhammer world at some point um I'm well they, they actually um, as it turns out someone uh, there was a discussion regarding that set recently in, in light of all of the uh, you know models they've been bringing back and someone yeah. pointed out that it had been brought back uh, in april yeah, 19, yeah I'm, which I'm, was um, a few order. months before i started typically yeah it was it was made to order wasn't it um but um yeah it's still been available uh, as as something in warhammer world hopefully that is that is that supposed to be was it is it gone from Warhammer World now or do we know or is that I just, think it just was ambushed at one hand with it was the one that was in Warhammer World I think that was the one that was Warhammer World exclusive. oh okay so that will I be think, very expensive for you to grab hold of that stuff but I suppose you could just if you can't get it get versions yeah, of those models and do it that way I'll just pick up the three hunters yeah that's a good way I mean I know it's not technically correct because the, the, his van braces Aragorn's van braces are incorrect because Boromir's yeah. already yeah. dead by that point but um, yeah I, I if didn't. anyone's going to get that funny about it I did I, 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 now, didn't they bring it back again after that wasn't it See, I, I'm not sure but yeah, it's I'm the sure one I want was. I'm sure they brought Breaking the Fellowship back <coughs> last it's year it's my favourite Aragorn sculpt wasn't that on one of made to orders last year I remember, didn't I debate whether it was worth picking, picking up or not? And I bought the, I've just bought some individual, because I didn't want to paint so many multiples of the same characters. I just painted the nine. I'm sure it was last year. Didn't it? Wasn't that on the November one or something? Oh, maybe not. I don't know. It's hard to remember. It's I'm been sure a, it was a long the, wasn't time. on the November mate order. Because I was debating whether to pick it up. And I said, no, I've just painted the nine. And what I want some different sculpts for it i don't want don't need gandalf and i don't didn't want the i, didn't, I needed the ones of the right i needed the right cloaks but i i picked up a couple of in, i've picked up mary and pippin breaking of the fellowship i think and i've picked up i don't know if i picked up frodo and sam or i've got some different ones to use for it but i'm using the three hunters as well and i converted a boromir um green stuff some a cloak on him etc um yeah so i did it like that rather than having multiples of the same things i wanted to kind of use them across different stuff um anyway that's irrelevant but i've got a funny feeling it wasn't when you might have been back a second time and it might have been back last year but anyway um yeah that's that's the one i want because it's got the best aragon sculpts it's i mean my opinion it's got the best uh, Marion pippin sculpt 
other than possibly Treebeard. And it's definitely got my favourite Sam sculpt because he looks like he's striding forwards to like headbutt someone in the groin. Yes, they got are. Good. Proper stride on him. I like it. It's a lovely set. It's a lovely set. And I, to be fair, I might end up picking it up in the future because I've not repainted it. If it came back as a mate to order in a few months' time when there weren't lots of other things to get, then I might consider it. I think when I'm sure it was out just not long after I'd finished painting the fellowship. And I just thought, I'm not painting another <laughs> fellowship minus one kind of thing. I'm sure that's what I thought. Anyway, might be I might be mixing it up with something else. Yeah, but it was it was not a bad year, and I've got some high hopes for 2021. Being able to uh, you know get some boxes ticked, I've already got a few. I've already uh, built and painted a new model for one of my armies. So I watched the Hobbit trilogy, and I've uh, bought a model and painted it within 48 hours of receiving it. So cool. I did uh, Guritz and Gothmog's Enforcer uh, the day after they arrived. Did them both. Oh, fantastic! Well, what we'll do is at the end, once I've gone through my stuff as well, we'll. Uh, I'll just quickly read through what's on the 2021. Yes, um, bingo, and uh, and then I'm not going to maybe not box by box, but have a bit. We can give a bit of a prediction on where we think we might get. Because I think we both predicted we'd pretty much do it all, but I think it's only been COVID that stopped us. I think we would have comfortably got the last. So you were a five boxes off, as we'll see in a minute. I'm a little bit a couple. I did a couple more than you, so I think I would have confidently done them all. But yeah. Um, is that all of yours? I don't want to jump in before you yeah, finish. Yeah, I'm, I'm all done. If I forgot anything, it obviously wasn't that important. <laughs> well, you just jump in and say it if I remind. If when when I'm <laughs> rabbiting on, it reminds you of something because I did my list from Instagram um, because it's the easiest way of finding out what I've done because I tend to post it when I've painted it. There <laughs> might be stuff. The same thing. <laughs> there might there might be stuff that I've not just not put a picture up. Obviously, it only includes my personal stuff um, because. It'd be a bit rude to include any work-related Middle Earth stuff, even though there was like another three armies included on top of that. But um, so I, I just yeah, take it back to the beginning of the year then. So semi, I think it's semi chronological. I started the year um, with Flotsman Jetson selling out in one hour forty-five minutes. I'm thinking, right, let's spend the first quarter making sure that the the event's ready to go, and then I'll excuse me, catch up on all my personal painting later in the year. So I kind of spent most of January and, and February and March um, getting tables together and, and, and terrain for Flotsam and Jetsam. I did Hobbit Holes and a table and I did Ham and Hen and um, I did, um, what else was there? It was a Rohan Stronghold box. I did the whole one of those and some other terrain for it. I did the Goblin Town board, a Moria table, a Bree table. And later in the year, I suppose, I did extra stuff because the quests are like Buckleberry Ferry and things which will eventually become tables for Flotsman and Jetsman when it finally runs at some point in the next decade um, but I think the first army I did was, wasn't was anything I had planned at all um, but I just decided to do a speed paint I don't think it was too long after Contrast came out and I had a, a bit of an idea of of doing the whole pre-shade thing so your Zenithal highlights and, and then using Thindang um contrast paints and glazes really to to just be paint a goblin town army and i did i did 78 models and i've put 48 hours there but i think it was i've <coughs> typed that it was 14 total hours painting for 
seventeen. Yeah, it wasn't forty-eight hours. I think I did it over a couple of did it over the course of a week in the evenings, a few hours each week. But it was fourteen hours, um, which is crazy, really. But um, just trying to prove trying to prove a concept, really, um, that you can with a model that's pretty much all one color. You doesn't work with things when you've got to paint lots of belts and boots and all things different colours but when it was pretty much a one colour model when you just got to paint a loincloth and do some hair and eyes um, it's amazing what you can do with, with, with contrast glazes um, um, and then linked to that I painted Gollum and I, and I used that as my under 48 hours box so once you received it so I've got the model and painted with under 40, 48 hours and then Jeremy made a comment about um, see if you can paint it under an hour or something like that and I think I did it in 45 minutes and that was all all in this same week I think or the week after I painted my Goblin Town Army so I, I'd actually started quite quickly by painting lots of models and it's probably slowed down over the course of the year then but I did my battle company um, I built that massive Helm's Deep model which has been in my garage and I haven't checked so hopefully that's all right um I painted the nine this year on foot and I've added seven of the mounted later and they're all painted. I've got two more to go now that I picked up on eBay, and I'll add my Witch King. Um, I did Aldor and Haneth. Um, I, th- I can't remember I paint those. It might have been to do with the battle streams or the painting um, Rohan-related miniatures or something, but I obviously had them. You built them on the day when it was the actual stream, and I think uh, you painted them like the week after. That'll be it. That'll be it. So, yeah, it was, I knew there was a reason why I've painted them out of sync with, obviously, got a massive Rohan army built, ready to paint for this Helm's Date thing, but I, they are sitting on the shelf done. Ugluck I painted, and that was to do a battle streams as well. Um, there's no reason I'd have a, a random Ugluck painted if it wasn't to do with, with Damien and Steve. <laughs> um, I did Haldir and the Elves. That was purely because I wanted to start working on the, the Helm Defenders of Helm's Deep stuff and it was a nice mini project, just a box of 24 plastic ones and the old metal Haldir. Um, then I did the Fellowship and the um, the sort of the, the old circular display, balanced tomb display thing. And that was just because it was a cool, fun project and I knew, I think at that point we, we assumed that Quest of the Ringbearer would, would, would require them, which obviously does require quite a lot of them um, and then for similar reasons I did Shalob and Sam and Frodo did that kit and then Farmer Magnet and his, his, his pups and then Barlamer, Harry, Bill and the Bill the Pony and then I did the Saruman, did that in the beginning of December for so we had it for the um, um, what's the game called? Wizard's oh, the Wizard's Jewel. Yeah, the Wizard's Jewel. So he was sort of a random Saruman and the um, Palantir model. And then I did that mini display board and the Moria Goblin as well in December. And that was 153 models, I think. That's why I only carried out once, but 153 personal models in total. Um, there are things on there that I'd plan to. I think I'd plan to do the whole Rohan army, but as the the pandemic hit and we knew we couldn't get together and play the, the game and Quest came out, I spent a lot of time painting things like Haldir and Fellowship and J-Lob and all that stuff that that I may have painted something else um, if, if we were if we were actually able to meet people, so it did change what I painted, the pandemic, but it's also meant that I did get to paint some quite a varied range of, of smaller cool projects which are which are good fun um, and I got 22 out of the 25 boxes um, which I think is the same as I got the year before um, it's interesting consistency is key and all that yeah and I think last year I think in 
when we went through it the year before, I think I was convinced that having got 22 out of 25, that I would have easily done it. So the year before, so 2019, I missed painting a new version of a model you already own. Um, and I missed recreate your favourite um, movie scenario. I just assumed that Helm's Deep would be that. And I missed buy a model and paint within 48 hours of receiving it. So I kind of, I almost learned from the things I didn't get. And I thought, well, I'm, I'm going to make sure I nail those this year rather than just think, oh, that's a bit awkward so i probably won't do it um and then the things i missed this year were enter a middle earth gaming event so um the events that i were was planning on going to were later in the year obviously um not in the first quarter if i knew that we're having a pandemic i'd have made sure i went to one of the event in january that i decided i didn't have the time to go to take part in a narrative campaign well we this was something else as well. We were taught. Did you? Did you? You didn't take that one, did you? I can't remember you did or not. We we debated whether we should tick a box for that or not. I know I did because um, we played lots of narrative games, but I'm not sure whether they. Yeah, I ticked that one. You did tick we it. were playing through the scenarios. Uh, well, the campaign. If that's the, included, so. then that takes me up to 23. We did. We didn't play every one. We did miss some out of the narrative order, didn't we? But they they did supposedly make sense. So it it makes no difference. I'm only scoring against myself. But um, yeah, we could say then if that uh, that I hit 23 out of 25 and got that one. Um, and then the other thing I didn't get then was create your favourite scenario. And we've talked about already when you talked about yours, the, the favourite narrative scenario. Um, I would have been um, stretching it, I think, personally, if I uh, included that one. Um, I don't think um, a farmer maggot's crop, as exciting as it was, would, would could count. Um, I think um, escaping breathing was, was my favourite of the ones we we played. But again, it's I'd be... I'd be lying if I pretended it was my favourite narrative scenario because <laughs> um, I wouldn't have even thought about it without that book coming out. Um, so, yeah, well, well, maybe 23 out of, out of 25, but um, still pretty good considering. Um, but all of those things, I think, at the beginning of the year, they would have been boxes I would have said were definite if it wasn't for, for, for the pandemic, so to speak. Right then. So, have I done anything? Well, obviously, not done anything for this New Year's hobby bingo because I haven't done anything. Um, but let's go through it. Um, so, we've got Paint a Monster or Siege Engine. Um, there's Start a New Army. Well, that's you know that's going to be a, a given for for me. I think. Or are you, Dan? Start a New Army. You're definitely going to start a new army. Well, technically, I um, assembled the um, Good to Bad Troll before. 2021, so I can't count Hasbro's Legion. As soon as I start my Uruks, um, I just think that. Okay, well, I don't there, know. Have, yeah. I, have I started them by painting Ugluck? I think painting a single character model that will go into it is a bit, is a bit kind of a, a bit harsh to say that I started that army by painting him. Yeah, um, about trolls a bit different though. You could say um, no. No, what I mean is because I painted him last year. That one yeah. model, I think it would be a bit harsh to say that I started that army. I think I just painted it because I had it. But and um, you could say the same about Aldor and, Hall- and Halleth. So as soon as I do do those armies, I, I think I'll give myself that. And you're going to do the siege monster because you're definitely going to. Um... Well, I, I'll have that this week because I'll do my uh, catapult for my model. That's right, and which um, includes both a monster and a siege engine in one unit. That's right, and I will. Have I got? Blister for that? I can't remember if I bought a blister or not for the um, Uruks. I, I think that will I think that will happen, no problem. Paint a model and incorporate a technique you haven't mastered. Well, yes, because there's always stuff I haven't mastered, and I think that's should be the same for most people. 
Um, paint and build a new model for one of your armies. That'll be a yes quite easily, I think. Um, paint a new version of a model you already own. Mm, maybe. I don't know what's... I, th I think we can safely say there's going to be opportunities to do to do those things. Um, um, so yeah, I think that... Yeah, I think I will because I, some, I'll have to do my three hunters for Rohan, so I'll be painting... A new version of Aragorn. What about yourself? Can you think of one that will cover that? Uh, I don't know. I'll find an opportunity, even if it means I just buy a model and paint it for the laughs of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, make a display board. Well, yeah, absolutely. I'll be making my end one this year, regardless of whether there's a Throne of Skulls. It will, it will happen. Um, yeah, I don't know whether it will count, but I'm going to do a display board for my fantasy fellowship. But even if that doesn't count as an army, I'm, I'm bound to yeah, do something. I, for something again, else. it's you know, this, this this is for fun, isn't it? There's no there's no yeah. FAQ on it. Um, that, that's an army of sorts. Go for it. Um, a painter orc, an orc high, and a goblin. Yeah, they're 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 going to be easy for me. I think um, orc high and goblins will be definites. Um, I'm sure I will paint an orc at some point. You've already painted an orc, so yes, and you will um, paint an orc high. Uh, but it'll be a, for you. The goblin will be there. Have to find a reason to paint a goblin. Probably. No, no, I'll do mercenary goblins for my um, Azogs. Sorted, sorted. Um, what Lord? Yeah, we, Lord of the Rings trilogy will be a given, especially when I pick up the new 4K um, versions. Um, it'll be the same for you, I imagine. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And then recreate your favourite scene. <laughs> uh, Dear me. Hopefully, um, we will definitely get to do these things. Um, well, we're going to do Barnes Tomb anyway. That will happen um, this probably this winter. Well, yeah, more than probably it will happen. It just might might not be to the end of Feb or something rather than the next show. So we we'll do that, and I'll probably count that if I don't get to do others because it is one of mine. Um, yours will be dependent on whether you get your stuff around with him. You got the perfect board for it already, haven't you? Yeah, so um, it'll happen. It'll be nice it'll goal finish. Convert a model to look different to how it started. A head for weapons up. Yeah, that'll be. I'll just be done anyway. I imagine. Yeah, I do my black moon orange. That's a given. Uh, paint a model for an army you don't currently play. I'm sure battle streams will sort us out with that one. <laughs> yeah, um, there's a few on my list I just want to paint just for the. I, I've been looking at Gua here recently. I quite fancy the idea of painting Gua here at the moment. Well, you'll buy him and then you'll think, oh, I might as well just get a couple of plastic eagles. And then before you know it, you've got something playable that's different. Yeah, I kind of want Radagast full on eagle. Quite like the idea of painting that as well. That would be cool. It's nice how those things can kind of build into something else you buy the one model just for fun to paint it and then you think well a couple of boxes of plastic eagles and convert one with radagast on it if you can't get the radagast model and then you're done you've got another little faction haven't you well i might buy the three because then i would get to paint the new a new mod version of the model already owned because i already got a radagast, uh, so. that, well, yeah. that, here we go that's a good plan oh, uh, bloody <laughs> build and paint a scenery kit um i will because there's um, i will be adding extra tables for flotsman jets um whether I get to use them all, I don't know, but I've got a couple of things. I made a couple of adjustments last year, so um, I got to finish off them in this Tirith board, which has changed slightly, so I will definitely build and paint a terrain kit. That one's a kind of a um, maybe for me. Well, you if you're going to do Alman Hen, you're going to have to find some way of, of, of depicting some of the stuff from that, even if you just buy some of the that old like ruins and things what are they that came in the original kits like the lying down statue and stuff because you've got yeah. a, you've got the perfect grassy board but you just even if you literally buy one of those basic kits that you can still get on ebay 
that'll get your box ticked, won't it? Yeah, there is, there is that. You want, know, a, um, you want some scatter terrain and stuff for it, don't you? So, for that table. I'm kind of thinking um, as well the uh, with the Fantasy Fellowship. Uh-huh. I've either got the idea of putting them with the three trolls, but painted as stone. That's cool. I love. I want um, those models at some point. Or doing something more because they're in the forest. So mm-hmm. we'll see. That would be cool. But yeah, I think there's. I think there would be reasons for you to do it rather than just for. For the sake of it as well, so to speak. Um, play a game using an army you've never used before. Well, that will be a given because even <laughs> if we if we include if we include remote these remote games we're going to play um, as soon as uh, as soon as we we play that the next scenario which is coming up soon then um, I'm, we'll have both achieved that no problem. Um, well, I've a thousand points. I've never played with any of them. <laughs> uh, Watch the Hobbit trilogy. As with the Lord of the Rings ones, it will no doubt happen multiple times. Already this year. done it. Read the Hobbit or any book from the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Well, audiobook wise, mm-hmm. it will happen. Last year, I think I audiobooked them all. I read Jacob the Hobbit. Um, I will. I include audiobooks for that because I listen when I work. That will happen at some point this year. But I will. It will. Be, I think I've listened to them so much and quite late in the year last year. Those so I'll, I'll be doing it later in the year this year. Um, um, to get maximum enjoyment out of them. Enter a model you've painted this year into a painting competition. Um, I think I probably will, because I think I'll look for some kind of online solution if there isn't a... Uh, if, if there isn't a physical solution to go to. Um, if Throne of Skulls happens, then that will happen. That will count for that. If Throne of Skulls doesn't happen, I might use my, um, my planned display board to do um, Always on Parade or something like that. I'm thinking armies on parade as well this year. I don't know if I'd. I mean, I could do it. Could enter it <coughs> both, I suppose. Um, but we'll have to see how the year goes. But yeah, I, was, I might do that. Um, start a battle company. Oh, that's an interesting one because I have no desire to start another one. So that's a stretch for me to to do that just for the box ticked. Yeah, I'm not sure on that one. There's a couple I wouldn't mind doing because some of them are quite small. Yeah. So it's the, it's the first one I've looked at and thought, I don't know if I want to do that box. But if I'm smashing everything else just naturally, then it might be a fun extra project and maybe it'll be a fun modelling project. Maybe I will... You know my thoughts on battle companies. I think it's it's all well and good, but it's hard to get together and play battle companies the way you need to play it over a course of a to do I don't I, I wish it was more of a narrative thing rather than doing a little leagues so to speak um, but however it might be a really cool way of introducing Jacob to the rules of the game um, because you haven't got lots of heroics to deal with and things so maybe playing a game of battle companies would be cool so maybe I want to paint up a opposing battle company to my, my goodies Maybe I want to pick some orcs or something like that, some or some Uruks or or something or other. That um, I'm going to have some leftover Uruks probably from when I sort of mix some mix and match ones. So maybe I'll paint them up purely to face off against my battle company I did last year to use as a way of kind of getting Jacob into gaming on a little, like on a little two by two board or something like that. So maybe that will be my my reason or way of doing it. Um. Next one, finish a model that has been on your to-do pile for over a year. That's going to be easy because I've got stuff that's been already on my to-do pile that's long over a year. So 
should be very easy to finish those off. And if I do the things I've planned, like finishing off my Adog's army and finishing off my Iron Heels as little kind of mini projects, then um, yeah, that should be should be pretty easy. Basically, I've got a half on horse for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that should be really, really easy. I've, even if I, my Iron Hills are half done as well, or a third done. I've done most of the armor, so I've got a unit of spearmen, and that's all I've got for that that faction. I think. So as soon as I've done them, they're done. Just need to pull my finger out and find the time to do it. But they're just not just not needed right now. But anyway, and. Uh, da, 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 da. Play a game against opponent you have never faced before. Hmm, interesting. Probably should happen if there's an event later in the year. There's no events at all. Um, I'll just have to guess, make sure I arrange a um, a, a web-based game that's not against you, Steve, or Damien. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of hoping that they'll get the opportunity to reopen the club yeah. this year at some point. Yeah. And that, will, that should nail that one out for me. Yeah, absolutely. There are actually locals that I chat to quite a lot that, um, that I still haven't played a game of SPG against. So um, uh, Matt and I are talking about, there's a guy called Matt that I'm going to be playing some um, black powder with and um, I've never played him. He plays SPG and he's never, we've never played each other. So even if I just have a game against him, that will count, I suppose, as well, I think. Um, finish a good army of at least 600 points. Yeah, if I don't, something's gone wrong because that means I've not painted any of that Rohan, it means I've not painted any of those Ents. Um, so, um, yeah, it should be easy. That's a tricky one for me. That's a really tricky one. Well, if you're going to do Alman Hen and you're doing your Breaking of the Fellowship, surely that nails that. If if possible, the alternative is I do keep looking at doing um, Army of Thrall. Uh-huh. Grimhammers and Thrall tend to ramp up 600 points quite quickly yeah they will do definitely as i've as someone who owns them and has, has used them yeah they do um yeah more flavors of dwarves i suppose but yeah if you're going to do if you if you've got time to do it and you do that Ammon hem project and you want to tick off your favorite narratives now and everyone knows that's your favorite one now so there's there's all of our listeners there's no way out of it yeah there's no way out of it you can't pretend it's something else um so if you're gonna you're gonna tick that one box you've got to paint your breaking into the fellowship You've got to obtain a breaking of the fellowship or models those models to represent it and paint them. And if you do, then you'll get your good arm. You're 600 anyway. So um, you've been told that's what you're doing. <laughs> uh, create cool scenic bases uh, for one of your armies. I, I like to think I do that for all of mine in some way or another. Uh, might not be as good as as, as everyone's, but um, I do. Put, they're never just uh, sanded and uh, dry brushed. There's always a little bit more thought goes into them. I'm sure you're the same. Well, I have to admit, I do use a lot of resins, but um, which oh, I, don't, that's a good point, actually. I don't think it's for, Yeah, so what I'm going to do is um, obviously the Fantasy Fellowship I've got ideas for, and uh, Azogs might get custom bases, I don't know. I quite like the idea of putting them all on ice. That's quite cool. But but again, we can go back to your um, your your good army of at least 600 points being your um, breaking of the Fellowship, but that's eight models isn't it that you that you could probably knock up your own bases for rather than going down the uh, pre-made route yes yes, yes, yes see, true. Uh, see there's just all these things pointing towards you having to do your breaking of the fellowship so uh, just, <laughs> including the next box just pulling your finger out yep <laughs> oh yeah paint a man a dwarf and an elf and a hobbit this should be called middle earth breaking of the fellowship 2021 dan collister 
bingo. Yeah. Um, I think you have to do it. <laughs> I think you are. If anyone's got a spare box, they, they want to get rid of a reasonable price. Reagan of the up. Fellowship ticks you so many boxes on here. It's not true. <laughs> um, will I paint all of those? I will definitely paint a man. Um, I, if I finish off my own hills, I will definitely paint a dwarf. Um, will I paint an elf? Yes, I will because of... Oh, yeah, I will dwarf or dwarf and hobbit. So dwarf and elf because of the three hunters. It will be hobbit having painted there's no kind of oh yes i will of course i will because i'll be painting the hobbits i'll be painting sam and, and uh, sam I'll be painting mary and pippin on tree bed new tree bed you will so do. if yeah. i again the things i've got planned even for the first six months of the year regardless of how delayed they are i should do those buy a model and paint within 48 hours of receiving it and again that's just a matter of being a bit smart with it at some point in the year, picking something simple and easy to do to tick the box. Already um, done that one. Um, yeah. I, what have I got coming? I, If I didn't have more pressing stuff to do, I could do that maybe with the Witch King because that would be a quick thing to paint and I could knock up the other bit. But it's, it's probably better that I uh, paint if I get some, if I actually get any hobby time this month, stroke going into next month, that I. Uh, Spend that doing more, <laughs> so we can do our do our shows. Um, and then the last one is finish an evil army of at least six hundred points. Well, as soon as I've done that Moria one, that may well be my first tick actually. Um, yeah, Mordor will take that. If not, has Oxlation will catch it anyway. Oh yeah, well, yeah, well, Mordor. You've you've as soon as you've based the stuff you've got, you've done it, haven't you? Regardless of the yeah. stuff that's not arrived yet, as soon as you've based it, you've done it. So, um, so yeah. Are you got yeah, are you going resin bases though? You might have covered this already, but yeah. uh yeah, I need to talk to Matt. Basically, I was gonna get all the models painted and then I was just gonna do a bulk order of all the bases and do uh-huh. that in one go, just set aside a weekend, base it all and put them all on and get the tough sorted and basically an army will come out in one go. Cool. Cool. Well I think that's it. I think we've we've talked for nearly an hour now about uh, our uh, kind of review of the of twenty twenty. Um I think we both painted quite a lot i don't think there's anything to be ashamed for um the stuff we haven't done is mainly covid related not in masses anyway this is a hobby for god's sake but i'm quite happy looking down at the list i'm glad i did that um goblin town army because it would have felt weird not doing an army um i know that was i plan to do a couple more on top of that but I'm, I'm not unhappy with the way it changed into all these sort of individual characters and things to support the quest of the ring bearer stuff that we were doing made it quite fun i got a lot of fun for when that book came out and recording those bits and um we still will do when we finish off with the with the moria army and yeah, so we can do those scenarios as well that'll be quite cool but yeah I, i'm i'm pretty happy with the hobby i did i wished i played more games against people in person um, regardless of that being events or so I just you know, wish I got to play more games against people in person but I still feel like I uh, did a lot more hobby than I felt like I might do at one point cool right shall we shall we let these people have a little break and when we come back you will be hosting deathmatch without me so uh, yeah, it's a nice break deathmatch will be here <laughs> it will be and people get a, a short break from my rambling on Anyway, we'll catch you on the other side. Hello and welcome back uh, to this newest, albeit uh, temporary segment of Heroic Guest Match. 
So it's just me, which uh, you've been listening to both Stu and I uh, up to this point is just me as we spoke about. And uh, I have a special guest with me today. It's uh, Mr. Chris Murphy. So say hi, Chris. Hey, Chris. <laughs> so um, I invited Chris on um, and I'll be inviting a few other guests as well to join us to bring their own matchup so they, they get to choose who fights. And uh, just find out a few, a little bit about a few people in the community as well, um, both sort of seasoned older hands like uh, Chris, and then some uh, some newbies lined up as well. And I always find so having a newer person's perspective can be quite interesting as well. So without further ado, Chris, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Seasoned old hand, that's a play we have seen have been around for a while. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> my name's Chris, uh, you can probably tell from my accent. I'm based in Scotland, part of the Team Scotland scene up here. Uh, do travel down to quite a few GBHL tournaments when I, well, when I had the chance, hopefully again soon. Uh, been playing pretty much since it's been around and been playing Warhammer and things like that a long time before that as well. Uh, enjoying the podcasts, I have to say. I started listening to them during lockdown and helped me get through. So oh, keep up nice. the good work. Very nice of you to say, and we promised we didn't send any money your way. <laughs> so, um, what? tell us a bit more about your events you run. So, um, before uh, in the before times, in the long, long ago. Um, so, what kind of events did you run? Uh, I helped run uh, the Scouring of Stirlingshire alongside uh, David Reid. It's the biggest tournament in Scotland, although probably not hard to say. There's quite a few other tournaments been popping up. Uh, But last year we were up to, I think it was close to 60 people, uh, including people coming over from Poland and the Netherlands as well to play. International clientele. It's always nice to... I mean, that is quite a big event for Middle Earth. I mean, to be fair, for an independent event in general, um, for wargaming, that is quite large. Yeah, we were at capacity for the event. We could go larger, but it would be a bit more cramped. And uh, me and David have uh, done a lot of tournaments, so we take the best bits that we've yeah. liked in various tournaments and put in our own. So we've got lots of theme scenery, but it's all sort of more towards the balanced gaming side where possible, although all steeped in Middle Earth. Uh, we have spaces between the tables so people can put their models, drinks, books and things like that without interfering on the actual gaming area. I, I like it when event organisers do that. Uh, one of the ones, uh, <clears throat> event organisers in the UK, um, Greetings from the Warp, they uh, operate out of a, a school in Northamptonshire. And they do the same. They get the you know the little exam desks. I don't know, you probably have the same thing in Scotland. You know, It's, it's not that much bigger than a, you know, like a large hobby mat. But that's really good for just plonking your army on and, you know, your tea and your dice and stuff. So I really yeah. like when people do that. Ours is in the custom uh, gaming hall called Common Grounds. He already Very has nice. things like uh, drink holders attached to the tables and things like that, which is quite a nice wee touch. I think that's a prime moment for, ooh, that's something <laughs> nice. I like it. Yes, he'd seen that in America and brought it back. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, that sounds fantastic. Um, it, it's such a nice thing to have a dedicated gaming venue. There's nothing like that around here. I mean, the closest for me is Warhammer World, but it's um, it's something nice to see rather than, you know, pop-up uh, community hall tables. I mean, if that's all you've got and that's all we do have, we make the most of it and we still have fun. But, you know, that little extra mile is always a lovely thing. Yeah. 
So without further ado, uh, tell us who's uh, going to be fighting. Who have you chosen? Well, I decided to go for the biggest of the big, the most heroic of the heroic. It's Alfred the Counselor versus Grima Wormtongue. <laughs> Fight of the weasels. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, going to be an interesting one. No matter who loses, society wins, I suppose, on that one. <laughs> that, that's a cruel way of saying it. They both, no, they don't bring anything good to the world. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they would like to probably say they're misunderstood, but I don't think anyone would agree with them there. Um, you know, f- to be uh, full disclosure on this one, this is the second time that Chris has joined me for this because there were some slight technical hitches the first time round. So, uh, you know, that's uh, boo sucks to me and uh, doubly thank you to Chris. So it'd be interesting to see uh, how this one goes. I think we'll cover the first time we did it afterwards because I think people would be interested to hear that one as well. Um, so without further ado, do you want to uh, read us... Uh, Alfred's profile, please. Yep, uh, Alfred the Counselor. He's 20 points. He's a man. He's from Lake Town. He's infantry. He's a hero of Fortitude in the Lake Town Garden. I think minor hero in uh, the survivors of Lake Town. He is the standard movement six. He's a mighty fight three. He's a mighty strength three. He's a mighty defense three. He has a mighty one attack and one wound. A decent courage of three. He has zero might, three will, and one fate. Uh, he is armed with nothing but a pen and a book, so he counts as unarmed. <laughs> and he has a special rule, Dubious Council, which really useful for if you have other heroes, but not so useful in this. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's not exactly a powerhouse, is he? But uh, as we're about to find out, neither is Grima. So we've got Grima Wormtongue. He's 25 points. Man, Isengard, infantry hero, and he's an independent hero, so it's just, you know, sister's doing it for himself. Uh, he's movement six, a mighty fight two, so you've already got an advantage there. Strength and defense three, one attack, one wound, courage of two, so he's even more snivelling. I guess that's self-preservation uh, for Alfred's probably helping him a little bit there. I have no might, will, or fate, though, so uh, it's going to be an interesting one. He is carrying a dagger. Uh, normally, he'd only be included in the force only if Saruman is also included. And he does have the traitor within rules, which, much like Alfred's rules, not not applicable to this. But uh, it does some interesting sort of might usage shenanigans on the opposite side. Very, very cool. So, uh, what do you think? What, what, who's your bets on? Uh, you always have to bet yourself. Otherwise, it's a bit dubious. Well, to, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, with my track record, uh, I would bet on you. but. Um, you don't have Stu's microwave dice, so we'll never know. Um, you do have a fight advantage, but you are unarmed, so the old uh, minus one to your strikes as well yeah. as your dual roll. So we'll see how we go. But you do have a fate roll as well. So let's see. So round one, I'm going to go for a roll. So I've got a five high. Uh, I get a two down to a one. Oh, right. So I'm going to need a nice big... Not that, a one. <laughs> So I failed to wound with my strike. Round two. Oh, a one. So I get a six. So don't get do... a five. Yo, right. Okay, so you do beat me. So strength three, defense three would be fours, but because I'm unarmed, I need a five. And I get a five. And you killed him stone dead on round two. So although no one in the world will be sad to see the uh, unheroic demise of Green Wormtongue, uh, you know, it's sad for me, but it's entirely in character. And uh, once again, even when I'm presented with the advantage, I still manage to screw it up. 
So in uh, absolute honesty, um, the first time we rolled this, um, actually it's exactly the same result, except you did it in round one. You straight away uh, won the duel and then uh, stabbed him in the eye, so with a pen. Yeah, so, I think uh, yeah, I rolled one higher, went to equal fight value, uh, so equal roll and the fight value one, and then, yeah. Yes. And then, then you, uh, didn't you six him? I think, I I think, think you it, it was a six with my Marie Curie cancer charity dice. <laughs> Is that I've got, I've got the Macmillan ones, the WAC ones, War Gamers Against All Cancer ones. They're really nice. I didn't know that Terminal Curie had done ones. Is that, was that uh, one? it was a Warhammer Player Society tournament they were selling them, and that was ooh, uh, about fifteen years ago or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I do really like that kind of thing. That's why I, I bought the Macmillan ones because. Um, you know, there's that accusation in wargaming community of being whack, you know, when at all costs. And the fact they took that and switched it to, you know, wargamers against all cancer, I thought was fantastic. So I had to buy a set of those. And they've actually rolled really, really well. Unfortunately, I'm using my um, out of the frying pan dice today, and they did me no more favours than usual. <laughs> so um, thank you so much for your time, as usual. Before we go, is there anyone you'd like to uh, give a shout out to or... You know, any any events or groups you want to pimp? Uh, shout out to any Scottish players out there. Uh, if you're part of the Scottish chat, then hello. If not, contact us and we'll get you added. Uh, shout out for an event, uh, Scourn Stirlingshire. It'll be the league, or GBHL League final, hopefully this year if it goes ahead. Uh, that's scheduled in for the 11th and 12th of December. Amazing. So uh, once again, thank you so much for the second time for joining us. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll uh, catch you for something a bit more substantial soon when you're able to run your events and we'll get you back on again to talk about what you've planned. Thank you. And here we are. At the end of our first show of 2021, um, again, like I said at the beginning, sorry for the, the the kind of longer gap than usual between episodes. I suppose that's exacerbated a little bit by us choosing to only do one in December and doing that kind of double show. Um, it meant that when we took a little bit longer this time, it feels like quite a long break. It just feels long for us, so I imagine it might feel long for, for some of you as well. So thank you for bearing with us, and hopefully you've enjoyed our first show of the new year. Um, Dan, have you got anyone in particular you like to shout or anything like to say before we uh before we close the showdown uh no just the usual sort of you know all of the content producers thank you very much for producing content to keep us all entertained in this period um you know the usual suspects um for that and then just general shout out to anyone who's in sort of relatively local area for legion of peter war gamers we've got a group on facebook obviously we're not meeting in the current situation, but it's well worth bearing us in mind if you want to come play some Middle Earth when hopefully the world opens up a little bit more. So, uh, yeah, please do search Legion of Peaceful War Gamers on uh, Facebook if you're around sort of the Cambridgeshire or Butting Shires area. Um, please come join us. Fantastic. Yeah, I definitely echo all the same things about the the, yeah, the people, the content creators, and also people just in, involved in those sort of wider circles. So, the people that are in those Patreon chat groups or in those groups on facebook or twitter that are commenting and liking posts and kind of generally engaging in a positive way in the community and it's definitely a positive discussion in uh, difficult times um so 
Before we go, just the usual reminders. It's been a while, so bear with me. So thank you. If you'd like to um, head over to our Facebook page and give us a like, we would very much appreciate it. We are finding new people all the time. The same with the group that's slowly growing. It's a nice, friendly group. Come and join us over there on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram at OOTFP Podcast and on Twitter at OOTFP. So get involved there. You can do a normal kind of emailing if, if anyone still does that stuff, but uh, you can find us at OOTFP Podcast at gmail.com check out our YouTube channel um, as I say if you haven't checked out Dan's SBG magazine review uh, we had quite a few views when he first launched it so if you go and check that out and um, hopefully we'll both be able to put some more videos up soon I had quite a few things planned however when I find the time for that I don't know I wanted to do a, a video which is a bit of a review of the year and all the miniatures I, I, I painted but actually put photographs and things of them up and maybe videos of them whether that happens or not, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But um, do check out the channel. We will be putting more stuff up there soon. And um, we will join you soon. Um, we, we, you know, we, we never had a set goal of when we'd put shows out. We have a we have a loose target of one around the middle of the month and one at the end. Um, so this will be coming out at the end of, of January. We do still hope to get one out around the middle of February. Um, but we're not going to make any fixed promises at the moment until uh, until my work patterns sort of settle down fully and whether or not it will be um, a review of um, Balin's Tomb scenario um, will very much depend on whenever I have time to paint the models I need to play that if not there may be something in just before that but we will catch you soon because we're looking forward to getting back in and recording again and I know I've enjoyed it today getting back behind the microphone again and, and just chatting to you Dan because it's been a while um, rather than fleeting messages on Messenger but anyway thanks for listening and uh, we will catch you again soon <laughs>